0: Licensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Lettner. This is episode 36 of the show, so thank you for listening. If uh, this is your first show, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. Uh, this is an entertainment news podcast that does not go into the the like gossip news. I don't care who's sleeping with who, who's dating who, any of that stuff. That doesn't matter. It's none of my business. This is just entertainment news. It goes into more broad things than that, that actually are news and not people's damn personal lives. Uh, with me today, a returning guest, Hero Carlisle. Thank you so much, Hero, for showing up on the show.
1: Hey, hey, everybody! I'm back.
0: Uh, if you guys have liked him before, he is one of my guests that we tend to go the longest with. Who knows if this will be the same thing? Because Hero has a lot to say, which is why I love having you on as a guest.
1: <laughs> yes, it's not because I'm holding his family hostage. It is because I am a well-informed entertainment individual.
0: Well, I mean, it, to be perfectly honest, it makes me feel more safe with my, my family held hostage. So this is kind of like a thank you for keeping them away from your... Like, my wife is constantly talking about stabbing me. So I actually... Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the hostage break. Yeah, frankly. I mean, to be
1: honest, my, my, my island headquarters is very nice. She's very well treated and no sharp objects anywhere around her or you. So I think it's win-win well, it's nice. for everybody. And I love your volcano layer.
0: It yeah. Is, um, it really like I could tell you're a fan of Bond, which is perfect for this podcast because we are going to talk about Bond layer later. It really, uh, oh yeah, really fits yeah, yeah. It really
1: works for your evil twin. You know. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so since you've already been on, I'm not going to do a big long interview unless there's is there something? Um, I know you've been doing a lot, you've been doing a lot of shows lately, at least online. Yeah. So what have you been doing entertainment wise uh, for people to check out?
1: Uh, So yeah, if uh, you're interested in the world of Hero, uh, head on over to Fancy Hobo Improv on uh, YouTube or Twitch, uh, because every Friday I have a little show called Hazards and Hijinks, which is a fantasy tabletop role-playing improv comedy show. Um, It's basically um, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia to Critical Role's Uh, Family Matters or Full House so you definitely want to check that out it's an awful lot of fun, we have tons of players you can interact with us, Uh, we go on goofy adventures and cause a bunch of problems and uh, it's a lot of fun, if you like nerd stuff, if you like Lord of the Rings if you like Legend of Zelda um, if you like Skyrim um, and if you like uh, stoner crazy comedy, you will enjoy the hell out of this show and I highly recommend it
0: Awesome, definitely uh, sounds sounds, uh, like a unique comedy experience so that's, that definitely sounds good all right uh so let's get into the first segment of the show uh where i talk about my thoughts and entertainment that i've partaken in in the past couple of weeks uh which i'm surprised it got so much done because i've been on vacation just got back from louisiana which was uh new orleans which was fucking amazing Ooh. everyone should go there if they get a chance to especially if you like jazz music because that was amazing but i managed to my wife and i watch a lot of tv and it's a skill I have. Even if I'm on vacation, I find time to fit in the most important thing in my life, which is television. <laughs> so I got some. These are my thoughts on uh, TV or movies or any entertainment that I've partaken in in the past few weeks of the sh- uh, since I did the last show. First one I want to do uh, because it's so close to Halloween. I feel like I kind of been neglecting my Halloween shows this year. I just want to make a quick recommendation for people to check out. This is not my usual thing. Where uh, just thoughts going to tell you straight out. This is something you should watch, which is the. Uh, uh, Semi-new, I think it's a few months old, Fear Street Trilogy on Netflix. You would think that because it's based on something by Arl Stein, that it would be like a kid's show or kid's movie. It's not. It's very dark, very gory. Uh, it's a new take on slasher tropes. But the thing that I really liked about it is that the characters are well-rounded. Because one of the things I hate about slasher films is every character is just a hateable, unlikable person, so you don't care if they die. This one's like, oh, I like these characters, and I have to care when they die? So much better. So check those out, Fear Street Trilogy on Netflix. Have you seen those?
1: Yeah, it's quite good. I I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was. I was in the same No, I didn't either. I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be Goosebumps. Um, But then uh, I heard some buzz about it, I started watching it, and I was thoroughly impressed, you know, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'm watching the second one. And then I was like, I'm gonna watch the hell out of the third one. And I was like, Okay, all right. I'm gonna watch them again, and yeah. I did.
0: They're really well done. Uh, it feels a little bit like uh, like Stranger Things if all the kids had a possibility of dying. <laughs> yeah, it's like Stranger Things with teeth. Because it's surprising. Like you, you see like kids. Yeah. Little kids get brutally murdered. Yeah, like, that doesn't yeah. happen in there's, horror, there's horror films. There's you like in like, the safe. second
1: one. There's like a 12 year old kid that gets straight up murdered. He gets. I think he's like
0: axed in half. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's horror it's, it's wild. You're like, whoa. But it's strangely brave that they were be willing to do that. And, yeah. Uh, but the story is actually really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be because each start it goes for, like 1993 for the first one, the 70s for a second one, and like 1666 for a third one. I mm. thought, oh, they're going to be each individual stories. No, watch them in order; they connect.
1: Yeah, they really connect. well done. They're really well done. Um, they play with tropes. They subvert tropes. It's got like a cabin in the woods vibe at times. It's got a scream vibe at times. It's really, really clever, really well thought out, and also really just a high-quality slasher, yeah. high-quality horror at times. So
0: good job, R.L. Stein. Yeah. Well you made done. my childhood great, and now you're making my adulthood great. Yeah. Okay. I'm try- oh, I'm trying to remember where. I- <laughs> see, here's the thing. I write down notes, and I think I'll remember where I got this from. <laughs> uh, and I see one of them was last words before execution. I'm trying to remember what I was watching where someone was getting executed and asked what the last words were. But I watched so much TV, I can't remember what the fuck it was. Oh, this is going to bug me. It wasn't even an important part of the show. It was just like a scene in the show. Oh, it was House. Okay, I was oh. re-watching House. Okay. And at uh, the uh, beginning of this episode, this guy's on death row, he's about ready to get killed, and then, you know, he has a spasm. Like, oh, we got to cure this guy we're going to kill. So, anyway. <laughs> they asked him. We can't
1: let him die
0: before we kill up, him. So <laughs> fucked up a realistic system. Uh, but anyways, they asked him what his last words were to be to think of that. And I, I just thought about me in, in that situation because like I, I, you know, I did improv comedy for years, but I had a thing like, if it wasn't like a script where I could memorize lines, just something i take off the top of my head. If I thought of a joke too far ahead of time in a scene and I were to try to get it out, I would fuck it up. Yeah. I can't, I, for some reason I can't work that way. I either have to, the joke has to just come out of my mouth or it has to be rehearsed. Yeah. But if I'm just, like, you're, I'm sitting in a chair and I just gotta say something that I kind of thought about, I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up. So I, I just imagine it'd be the most awkward, uncomfortable, like, I just wanna say, <laughs> uh, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck. Who do I wanna say fuck to? Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> it, it, I just don't think my death row would go that well. You
1: know what that fucking reminds me of? That reminds me of King of the Ring when it was you and me down to the wire. Okay. So for context, years ago, Carl and I were in this uh, improv contest called King of the Ring where it was like the 12 of the best comedians in Orange County and let's say all of Los Angeles to make it uh, for hyperbole all of California I I think the US maybe yeah but why not all of America America
0: Uh, and Russia I think I'm going to too far but for America and Russia
1: America and Russia (laughs) you know at the time we weren't considering uh, Chinese comedians it was a different era we we weren't as open (laughs) it's it's better now yes anywho uh, it came down to Carl and I and the last round was one liners where you just you're given a premise and you have have to come up with one-liner jokes, and if I'm if I'm being fair, that is neither Carl nor my strengths. No, no, no. no. And so, like this is the grand finale. It's supposed to be like the 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 piste resistance, and it is. I thought just... this was the
0: cherry on top because I remember the grand finale being addition. <sighs> Audition was what settled it. Yeah, That's what, what yeah, we wanted. Yeah,
1: audition is what but this was like the tiebreaker. This was supposed to be like the ch- you're right, the cherry on top. This was <laughs> supposed to be this was supposed to be like the the crowning
0: achievement. <laughs> this is supposed to show how funny the people that and, got to the end were. And and both of us just like stumble through it painfully. I'm not good at I'm not good at one liners. No Whenever we I'm. had those lineup games, I would almost always completely stand back. People were like why are you so shy? It's just it's not how my brain works. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I am I am far too aggressive and not nearly clever enough for one liners, so it was just it was just awkward and bad. And yeah, so my yeah, my death row my 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 last words would probably be something incredibly aggressive and and far too like insidey. Like yeah. I just look at one of the guards and say
0: something like about his mom <laughs> Like, I think my, like, there's the only way I'd even be on death row, because I don't think I'd ever commit a crime. I'm, I'm a guy that got in a, a fight with my brother in middle school, and uh, got pulled to the principal's office, and I cried so hard, the principal just let me go. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a very aggressive person, so the fact that they thought I would, like, I would get on death row, it would probably be someone did something, blamed me... And I was just so nervously defending myself, I incriminate myself somehow. Yeah. I accidentally confessed to a crime. Yeah, you, Andy Dufresne, yourself. Uh, if you think he didn't kill somebody, which come on, Andy Dufresne, Shawshank Redemption, through
1: a mile of shit and came out clean on the other side. But he murdered his wife. Debatable. I think he murdered his wife. Okay. You and I have different interpretations. He's a he's a likable wife murderer. No, he definitely murdered his wife and that professional golfer. He definitely murdered his Look,
0: wife. Who's to say that you're an unlikable person just because you murder your wife?
1: From what I understand, uh, O.J. Simpson is, uh, for the most part, a likable person. He's the juice. He's the juice. <laughs> you can't deny it. You yeah. gotta squeeze
0: it. I mean, I any time uh, politics comes up and he gives his political opinion, I'm always listening because he just seems like a thoughtful guy. <laughs> I mean, the man knows
1: how to sell a rental car, that's oh, yeah. all I'll say <laughs> For sure
0: I mean, it hurts, but it's good
1: Hey, come yeah. to this podcast, get jokes from the mid-70s Oh yeah
0: <laughs> My humor is not with the times I have dad humor, and I'm not even a dad
1: Not yet, you were talking about uh, your kid's room and keeping it like static What's that, What's that
0: about? Well, I didn't have a kid's room <laughs> Never mind I am so confused. All right. Were you trying to? Uh, was I supposed to? Yes,
1: and you? No, no, no. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I was. Uh, never mind. Edit this part out. No, I don't. I don't edit. This is not that kind of show. Oh no! You were talking about. You were talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you were talking about. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. But that's not, That's if we were ha- when we have kids when we get to that point. Yeah. yeah when yeah. you have kids, so. Oh get, yeah. Like,
1: th- you're thinking about being a dad. Okay. You got the dad brain. You're
0: expecting me to remember something I said five minutes ago? That's not possible.
1: Yeah. Fair.
0: It's a big I'm leap the one in logic,
1: sweet Jesus Christ!
0: Hey, I, uh, I've had head injuries. I've ran into a pole or two in my life. That's true. I've yeah. gotten a concussion because I ran into a pole before. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing. This is elementary school. I was playing tag with my friends, and I was fast back then. I, I, you know, I, I didn't have foot problems, and leg problems, and hip problems like I have now. And I was really fast. I was looking behind me to see if someone was chasing me, and when I turned back, there was a basketball pole there. I was going full speed, bam, into that.
1: Damn, how fast were you going that you're running and you're like, there's nothing in front of me. I can totally look back. Everything's, you're like fucking the flash fast. Yes. If you like look Basically. back
0: and then turn around and be like, oh I, fuck, there's a brick wall. I thought it was a pole. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but like, I think it's the, the turning of my head to look behind me, turn my direction a little bit. Uh, so I turned towards the, the pole. Ah, uh, yeah. see. That's me. I'm always turning towards the pole. Yeah, like, what, what, what's
1: the kid from uh, The Incredibles? Uh, Dash? Yeah, you're like Dash. You're like that
0: fucking fast. Oh, man, I would love to see if he, like, because he'd probably die. If he looked <laughs> behind him and turned back into the bull there. <laughs> like, Sat. yeah, like, uh, fucking... He would split in
1: two. Like, the boys. Like, the first episode of The Boys when, uh, when fucking A-Train runs into his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs>
0: Oh, wait, that's definitely something people should check out. I fucking love The Boys. Oh, I love The Boys uh, Especially so because I'm a huge Billy Joel fan, and that's huge on The Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So The
1: soundtrack of The Boys is incredible. Oh, yeah.
0: But I mean, his girlfriend dies right after talking shit on Billy Joel. In my opinion, it's karma.
1: That's karma. That's karmic justice right oh, yeah. there.
0: All right, something else I've noticed uh, when I'm watching TV and movies is that nobody uses cell phone covers. This bugs the hell out of me. Everybody uses just plainly, you can see they're all talking to an Apple phone without a cover. They're not worried about if, it, you know, they drop it and they break it. Everyone's cool. Have you ever in real life seen people walking around without a phone cover? No. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't Because everyone's worried about that. But if you watch movies and TV, look for this now. They never do that. Oh, along the same line.
1: I have never seen a cracked iPhone. In a film, mm-hmm. and I've never
0: seen an uncracked iPhone in real life. Oh yeah, that's why I go Android, because all, yeah. all all your iPhones keep on breaking and they're a thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: you whisper the word crack near an iPhone and it will break. Oh yeah,
0: it's sensitive to that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very high-strung piece of technology, but like... Put some
0: realism in your goddamn cinema. At least, maybe give me like, because I've seen iPhone cases where you hold it up and you can still see the the Apple symbol. Yeah, I know it's advertising, and that's why they're putting it in there. They they get money shot the phone, yeah. but find a way to show the symbol with having a case on. Well, no, I imagine I imagine Apple is fully aware
1: that their product is so flimsy that you need a case for it. But conversely, that is also negative advertising. Mm-hmm. So they're like if we show an Apple phone in a case, we are acknowledging on some okay. level
0: that our phone is shit. So we cannot put our phones in cases. That makes sense. The only time I've seen someone not wearing, uh, having a case on their phone where it makes sense to me is I love the show Billions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if you've ever watched that show. But I it's have a, watched Billions. It's about, literal, it's about a literal billionaire. Yeah,
1: it's my second favorite show about rich people after Succession.
0: I haven't seen Succession. I've heard it's, it's as good as Billions or better, but I I'm such. A, I love Billions so much. That's I've fine. Avoided That's succession. Billions is quite but good. Anyways, when when Bobby Axelrod, the lead billionaire in that show... Is using his phone he doesn't have a case I get it because you're like I'm a billionaire I could drop 20 of these yeah. this morning I assume, and it's fine. I
1: assume he uses a different iPhone every scene oh oh yeah I yeah. assume at the end of the phone he just dro- at the end of the call he just drops the phone yeah. on the floor and one of his assistants who like, gets the new phone who
0: wants a used phone yeah it's disgusting when
1: you have that much money he has no plans
0: oh yeah he probably walks out... Because, you know, everyone brings their phone to the restroom, which is fucking disgusting. But anyway, everyone does it. He probably leaves the restroom, like, this is disgusting, and throws it in, like, a little yeah. bio... He's the most hazard bag
1: man in television. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you have... If you have that much money... I mean, I would be like that. Just have a guy, like, make sure I have tw- uh, 100 phones with all the apps I like on it synced up so I don't have to download shit again. I mean, in, in, if you think about it that
1: way, he's even more of a monster... Because he is personally responsible for all of those, uh, all of those Chinese oh, people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All of those Chinese people being stuck
0: in those factories. He, he, I mean, he, he owns homes all over the fucking world. You gotta bet, he has like a home that's like walking distance from one of those factories. Just just check up. You so That makes just his <laughs> Just
1: for him. Mm-hmm. These are because only his he's, phones. He's
0: birded through so many. He's like, guys, I'm so sorry.
1: You gotta understand... The level of business I'm doing, I'm making three, four hundred calls a day. He
0: wouldn't even apologize. He's like, if you want to get out of here, you gotta work hard. You wouldn't be like, he, his his whole point of view is like your point place in life is your fault. Cause he, he came up from nothing, so he thinks That's anyone, true. even if you're in a sweatshop, he him with if you ever seen this so guy, he he doesn't understand like I don't think he does geopolitics. If he could do it, anyone can do it. You're just <laughs> you're just lazy and accepting your position. By the way, I have to say this every time I talk about that guy, I think he's a great actor, Damien Lewis. He was, a few years ago, I think he's getting a little too old now. He was one of my choices to take over as Bond, because he's British. Yeah. In case you didn't know. But, uh... Yeah, he's a little too old now, but he was he a, a Bond. Have you ever noticed he has a distractingly small mouth? He does have a tiny Like, mouth. I, I... When I see him eating in the show, it suddenly looks like he's able to do it, but I feel like it's CGI. <laughs> I feel like he's not really eating. I feel like he has to eat through tubes, because his mouth is so small. You see, it's funny... Every time I see
1: him, I think he's the bad guy from Die Another Day, but I know he's not. No,
0: that's Toby Stevens. I know. But who was also always... a guy who would, would have made a great Bond. Unfortunately, they made him a terrible Bond villain. They made him a terrible Bond villain. Like... Although, he play, if you listen to, uh, there's these uh, BBC Three or Four audio plays mm-hmm. where he played James Bond. Oh, no shit. Yes. Is he good? Mm-hmm. I believe it. He can do it. They just gave him a bad role to play. Yeah, they gave him a terrible role. But sorry, continue.
1: No, I mean technically he's he's a I mean, like if you strip it down and you like de, de deconstruct it, he's a pretty good yeah, uh, Drax, you know
0: Hugo Drax? Yeah. I mean, the whole if you watch Dino of the Day, which we're getting into Bond kinda of early, that whole movie is ama homages to other yeah, Bond his, films. So yeah, he's a little bit of a Hugo Drax. Yeah,
1: his 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 character concept is is pretty much beat for beat Hugo Drax. More so than actually uh, Moonraker is oh yeah
0: Mo- well Moonraker was a crap adaptation <laughs> <laughs>
1: crap adaptations of Bond movies ba 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 da ba da alright moving on back right. to back to Carl's Carl's thoughts on Cinnabon. all right
0: so here's another one this is also about Billions okay so uh, I'm not sure if you watched the newest season so I'm gonna give you a slight spoiler go here. right ahead uh, his dad needs a, uh, uh, Paul Giamatti's dad needs a kidney transplant okay And if you've seen that show, they kind of have... Paul Giamatti and his dad have this very strained relationship. He doesn't seem to like his dad that much. What? I have a... But he still looks into getting... Seeing if he's a match for his dad. Mm -hmm. Am I weird in thinking that if my... If I... Like, my dad... I know you listen to this. You're safe. If you need a kidney transplant, I will check because you're a great dad. But if I had a bad relationship with my dad, I would not check. Okay. this guy's in his 70s, he drinks, he smokes, he's an asshole. He's a horrible human being. Like... And he's gonna die soon anyway. He's in his seventies. Yeah. Why should I give up portion of my life, one of my kidneys, to protect a guy? That's that's not good for this earth. That sucks. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Would you Would you think about giving up your kidney to someone just because they're family?
1: All right. So my dad does suck. I have a terrible relationship with my dad. Okay. If my dad was like, "Hey, I have kidney failure. I need a kidney," I would check if I was a match. Really. And if I was, I would say, "Hey, Dad, I'm a match. Guess what? You're not
0: getting Okay, my there you go. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to me that people think, uh, and I see here this all the time. They're family, so they're going to be in your life no matter what. It's what people say, "If someone's in your life who's just because they're family, that shouldn't mean shit." No, that doesn't mean shit. Because uh, if they're not a good person, I don't want them there. Yeah, exactly. I I, I never understood that like. Tasha had, my wife has a family that's horrible. I'm not going to go into what they are, but she, besides her sister, she hasn't talked to most of her family yeah. because they're bad people. Most and she gets so grimless. mad. She gets yeah. so mad when she sees people, and people say it to her all the time: "Like you should go talk to your mother. She's family." No, if they if they did bad things to you, if they are horrible people, then they don't deserve to be in your life. Yeah, I mean, and you like, do not. They definitely do not deserve a kidney.
1: I mean, like as a student of history, if you look back. The greatest betrayals, the greatest, like, the greatest fucking backstabs in human history have always been family members. Yeah. Like, every Shakespearean tragedy has always been family members. Like, we've been telling each other this story for fucking centuries. You're you're not supposed to be like, oh, they're family, they're right or tight. No. no. That's
0: not the case. That being said, if I were to give away one of my kidneys, if I had to do that, like, let's say my brother destroys his kidney and I'm a twin so I'm almost for sure a match for him I have one kidney that gave me kidney stones that's the one I'm getting rid of (laughs) yeah that's 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 how much you love
1: your brother you're like I'll give you a kidney it's the one with kidney stones well
0: yeah (laughs) if I had to choose I'm getting rid of that one I might just do that anyway just like give it out on the street you want a kidney stone kidney I'll be fine without it (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right, uh, here's something. I uh, this isn't something I actually saw in a movie or TV. This is something I read lurking in the comment section, which okay. I would love to do. And I saw this guy. So your comment section? No, not my. Com- I don't have a comment section. I post stuff. No one ever posts under it, except for like once in a blue moon. Uh, uh, super fan Mark H from so something. But besides that, I don't have much of a comment section. Please. Uh-huh. Give me a comment section. Go underneath my episodes <sighs> and unlicensed entertainment on Facebook and post it there. I would love it. I have oh, yeah. twelve listeners, so i be one long, of you twelve.
1: I long for the day for a comment section. Our live comments are our live comments. True, are those are great. Too. I'm busy, I can't fucking live comment.
0: I used to have a comment section when I did Carl and Josh show, but that show was such a drain on me personally. I, I don't miss that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but uh so, I, I love to look in the comments section because I'm a huge James Bond fan. If an article comes up and I see these angry faces, I like to check them out because mm. almost anytime you see those angry faces, people are being pissed off about something stupid. Yeah. It's, if it's entertainment news, you see that it's something stupid and usually racist or homophobic, something like that. So, in the newest James Bond movie, and this isn't a spoiler, it's in the trailer, uh, there's a new 007. Not a new James Bond, but a new 007 who was a black woman. Yeah. And people are pissed off about this. And one of the comments I wanted to... The the comment I saw that I want to comment on is that someone said, Ian Fleming would be turning in his grave. If you know anything about Ian Fleming, that's fine. (laughs) Because if you read his books, I love the James Bond books. But they are super racist, super homophobic, and not at all like these times. Mm -hmm. So if this guy's upset that a black woman has a huge role in a James Bond movie, I don't give a fuck. Good work in Fleming on making this great character. I don't care about your opinion. This is the same thing when we go back, and this is not entertainment at all. When we go back and think about what the founding fathers that would think about what we're doing in this country now, that they get all upset about. It. They were racist people, mo- had slaves, Had all- didn't believe women were equal to men. Why do we hold ourselves to the values of people whose views are outdated? It's yeah. so stupid.
1: Yeah, Ian Fleming would be rolling in his grave if he found out that Jamaica was no longer a British colony. Yeah. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, his his perception of the world is fucking 75 years out of date. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, but- there's something about, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going through all the books for again right now I only have one more left and there's something about the way a guy like either I can't remember if it was like whistles or does something that's random thing that most that people would do that tells you how a person is gay like that's his viewpoint like something that doesn't mean anything yeah. oh that guy does that obviously he's gay he eats his ham on sunday that's a, that's obviously means that he's yeah. gay
1: yeah like love love the art hate the artist and 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 sometimes you even have to like uh parse through the art to find the bits you love. Yeah. <laughs> because,
0: yeah. I mean, it's like so many... Even people that are... Uh, actually, I'm not sure this guy is still alive, but he was alive a few years ago. Like, uh, sometimes they don't even seem to get the, the point of their own work. Mm-hmm. Like Orson Scott Card, who re- wrote Ender's Game. Yeah, he's still alive, yeah. Oh, okay. Douchebag. Anyways. Big time douchebag. If you read Ender's Game, which is a fantastic book, i read about four or five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about how... Uh, Hatred is something because you don't understand it is actually bad and learning from that le- that mistake. And then he came out as completely homophobic and horrible, which is weird because that could sworn there was a homoerotic scene in that book or a guy kisses another guy. Yeah, big which, time. It's so weird that he ha- it's like people don't understand their own works. So I don't care what other people say or they're rolling in the grave stuff like that, because people from the past or have older values and stuff like that do not matter today in their values. They might have something to offer. Maybe they made some good points, but I'm not going to hold myself to their moral values. Yeah,
1: our job is not to to keep the world according to their premises.
0: It's so weird when I see see, uh, women or or people of other races or ethnicities talking about this stuff because and being on that side because like you do know these people didn't want you to have the right to vote yeah. they didn't want you to be free stuff like that it's just weird to me that we hold ourselves to those values
1: oh yeah I was having a conversation with some uh, with a woman last night um, she was an Indian woman uh, Indian American woman um, and she was like oh, cinema used to be so be- uh, so much better in the 50s 60s and 70s you know they taught values Like, and I'm like they taught values that were actively against your agency. Like, yes. you recognize that, right? Yeah. Like, like, me as a white man, I should be saying that. Yeah. You
0: should not be saying well, that. Well, I mean, if you look back on that, back in the past, things were a lot easier for us white guys. For me. Like, yeah. things were really hard for you... Sexual harassment in the workplace wasn't a thing. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted to a woman. You had the right to vote. You could say whatever you wanted in the office. You could drink in the office. You could degrade people. Didn't matter as long as you were a white guy. Yeah. So yeah, I can see why a lot of white guys miss that. It's weird when other people don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's, do I mean it's weird. It's weird when black women are like, oh, I uh, I really missed the I really missed the '80s, and I'm like, what what part of the '80s do you miss? Yeah. What part? I'm very curious.
0: Yeah, it's, it's confusing. And yeah, there, there are things that are more noticeable now, but they were still existing back then. Yeah, yeah, they
1: were still, yeah. The only thing that happens is we have, we we all now have phones with with video cameras, yeah. and so we see it all the time now, which is a good thing. Yes, 100%. Which is a good thing. Um, oh, yeah, that got serious. You know what? Uh, that kind of reminded, I, I always trip out on the fact, uh, every time I think about Ian Fleming, I always trip out on the fact that Ian Fleming... And... Why am I blanking on his name? Count Dooku. Uh, it's Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee fucking worked together yes. as spies mm. during World War Two. And I love the anecdote that um, Peter Jackson was giving a director's note to Christopher Lee... Um, in uh, Return of the King when uh, Grima Wormtongue stabs him in the back mm-hmm. about how he should react and Christopher Lee was like no, 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 no when a man is stabbed in the back he makes this sound <laughs> and, and he's like I know this because I can't tell you why I know this <laughs> <laughs> and it scared the ever-living crap out of Peter Jackson because he was like I recognize that this man was a spy and i knew that he knew that from experience and i wasn't going to investigate it any further and then like it cuts like it's like literally in the uh it's literally in the director's cut of the lord of the rings like they're interviewing and then it cuts to it cuts to christopher lee and he's like i've lived an interesting life
0: <laughs> i loved him he was so great uh, yeah. i
1: love that he was in a metal band <laughs> i love that he was in a metal band too like that man was an unapologetic badass oh yeah nerd.
0: he lived uh, uh it seemed like a life where he didn't care what anyone else thought about. He was just going to do what he thought was fun. yeah. And that was awesome. And I never heard any bad stories about him either. Yeah, I don't think there were any bad stories about him. I mean, maybe there are but at least right now I'm going to live in the, in the life that he was a great person. Yeah, if there were bad stories, everyone
1: decided collectively that he could probably kill you and so they kept them all secret. Yeah. Well
0: that's the thing, like, um, you know, we live in the Me Too era, which I think is good mm-hmm. but some people don't want to learn anything, like about someone that they're a fan of yeah so like um like uh not that long ago Norm Macdonald yeah. died and a lot of people were really sad about that but then accusations came about about how he was horrible to women would uh, inappropriately touch and stuff like that but because he was so beloved so many people refused to even acknowledge that that was a possibility yeah I think that's weird I was a huge Kevin Spacey fan I there there's old podcasts where I would talk about how he's my hero mm-hmm. and he could do no wrong I remember. I have changed my opinion because I'm willing to admit that he's a horrible person. Yeah, you have to be a little not. You can still say I was a fan of Norm MacDonald's comedy, but you have to at least acknowledge that maybe he did some things that were wrong. Yeah, it's weird that we do that. Like yeah, if yeah. I heard something about Christopher Lee, I don't care that he's dead. I would be like, oh, that's unfortunate. I liked him. I don't like him anymore. That's yeah. I feel it's weird that you. Get I the mean, big with,
1: with Kevin Spacey, uh, created talent, uh, created amazing art. Yes, you know, created amazing art. Not a good person. Uh, Norm MacDonald, Uh, don't agree with his politics later in life some of his jokes Bit over the line for me as a comedian, mm-hmm. but but that's because I am of the younger generation and comedy is always moving forward. Yes. The line is always moving. We adapt to that. Someday my comedy will be out of touch.
0: Oh, yeah, I told my wife because she she doesn't want to believe this that there are probably things I'm doing daily that in the future people will be like that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge that and I try to adapt with the times, but there's most likely I'm doing something fucked up. Oh yeah, all the yeah, time.
1: yeah. I'm an extremely progressive person. I have no doubt. That my my brother's grandkids are gonna be like, hey, great uncle hero, you're super fucking racist because you keep calling my synthetic uh, partner a toaster. And I'm like, I don't care. I I'm not gonna be cool with you fucking a toaster. Robots
0: are really live. Robots
1: are not people. <laughs> you know, and like that's just the reality. I accept that. I accept that as my truth. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there are things that, I, but but I would I if something comes out about Christopher Lee. I am not gonna say a word because I am afraid of of Wraith Christopher Lee coming oh, okay. out of the grave and killing me.
0: I get that. Yeah,
1: not not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery, when he finally kicks the kid, I will talk mad shit about him.
0: Oh yeah, Sh- Sean Connery is a horrible person. I, horrible people, person. When he dies, only people were expecting me to be really upset because I don't know if you know this. I like James Bond a lot. I have a Sean Connery poster. Over there and over what? there. What? Uh, so I was a big fan of James Bond. I think he was a horrible person.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, i I am extremely disappointed at the underrepresentation of the greatest James Bond.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't have any Daniel Craig posters up in here. <laughs> I used to have <laughs> one that took up a whole wall, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't hang it up. I got it as a gift. It's like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. It's too big. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't have any Daniel Craig stuff, which is sad. For
1: long term fans, you will know that. I believe that Roger Moore is Shit.
0: the best, James Bond. Roger Moore is basically like the 1960s Batman playing James Bond, which would have been fine if it was his own series, but the fact that it was connected up to the main series is what, make, what makes it bad. But that being said, I was more sad when Roger Moore died because than Sean Connery because Roger Moore seemed like a great guy. I read his autobiography, yeah. and he did a lot of really good stuff. Roger Moore, legitimate good human being. Roger Moore... The best James Bond films. Not even close. He shouldn't have even been James Bond. What? What? Okay. Daniel Craig first, Sean Connery second, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, George Lazenby, Roger Moore. You're putting, you're putting, oh, that's such a wrong list. That is a perfect list. I know it because I am a Bond genius. Oh, so wrong. Uh, All right, let's move on to the next topic. Live and Let Die is one of the best it is a great, Bond
1: movies ever be, made.
0: My thought about Roger Moore does not stop me from thinking that he had some great movies. Okay. Live and Let Die is great. Spy Who Loved Me is great. great. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun fun. Has one of the best stunts in all the Bond movies, ruined by a slide whistle. Yeah, but uh,
1: you, can, you can mute if you're fast enough. You can, okay, you, yeah. You can do the
0: like, boom! You know, but uh, he, had, he had three great Bond movies. Uh-huh. And then he had one I like that everyone hates, which is The View to a Kill. And then all oh, the rest of View to a is Kill
1: a... is great!
0: I think it's fun! A uh,
1: View to a Kill is fantastic! I love View to a Kill! It's a lot of Great fun. song, great...
0: Yes, great one 80s, of the best Bond things. One, one of the best
1: James Bond faves. Uh But then he great has a... villain.
0: Then he has Stinkers after that. Yeah. For your eyes, only Moonraker and Octopussy are embarrassing. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, uh, Moonraker and, uh... What's the other one with Jaws in it?
0: Uh, Spy loved me.
1: Oh yeah, well, that's a great one. Yeah, Spy who loved me is a great one. Jaws is a great. Yes. Is a great recurring villain. He,
0: well, he was great in the Spy who loved me. He was terrible Moonraker.
1: Yes, I'll give you I'll give you credit where credits due. I mean, well, no, the the Egypt fight in Moonraker is a solid fucking fight.
0: Uh, I thought Egypt fight is is Spy who loved me.
1: You might be right.
0: Yeah. Fuck you are right. God damn it. Moonraker is the one where he falls out plane without a parachute and flaps his arm like a bird. Uh, it's yes, just, Moonraker is where he falls in love with the derpy girl. Yeah, yeah. he crashes into something and then he sees the derpy girl and goes... Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, but I kind of like that. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I kind of like that. All right, so All the, right. the next topic. Um, so I was watching... Um, Fuck! I was watching this yesterday. I should remember what I, what the fuck I was watching. Oh, I was watching Ted Lasso. Yes, great show. Great show. Everyone should watch this show. God bless Ted Lasso. I love that show so much. Uh, I was I was refusing to buy another uh, streaming service, but my wife wanted to watch that show so much. She bought a streaming service. So I was like, okay, I'll deal with that. And we watched the whole season, the whole two seasons in about three days. That's Loved the best it. way to do it. Uh, but there's a funeral episode in the second season, and I got I got to thinking about something. This is almost not related at all, but like I'm an atheist. Mhm. I've never seen an atheist funeral mm-hmm. in TV or movies. I don't know what the fuck an atheist funeral is. Do mm-hmm. you just got to hang out at like a, a, a like a rec center and just talk <laughs> about the guy and just have the body there and just like throw in the trash afterwards? What the fuck is it? Is it an atheist funeral?
1: I I actually have been to a couple atheist funerals. Where do you
0: hold those? You can't do it in a Do you do it in a church? You can do it in a church. That's
1: weird. Yeah, because one of the things you got to think about is the funeral is not for the dead person. True, true. The funeral is for the people who are alive. So, like, one of the atheist funerals I went to, uh, the the mother of uh, of the deceased uh, organized everything, and she was a devout Catholic, so it was okay. a very, very Catholic uh, funeral. I don't know why it's almost a wedding. (laughs) It was a very, very Catholic funeral despite the fact that they were clearly an atheist. And so all of the speakers were like, they did not
0: believe. Yeah, so did they have like, because every time I've seen it, the person who's leading the funeral is always a pastor or something like that, priest, whatever. I don't know the differences. And so, who leads it? Did did the priest go up there and say about he's in the hands of God now even though he probably believes because he was an atheist that he went straight to hell? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was is, it was extremely it, awkward. See, it sounds hypocritical.
1: Uh, well, uh, the 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 priest opened the funeral and closed the funeral, but then there was there was a secular um, funeral, kind of like master of ceremonies. Okay. Um, and then the other one that I participated in, which, you know, I've been to a couple, but this one is, this one is the best example. It was actually like a celebration of life ceremony that was held at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am William Shakespeare at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, come check it out. We will be having it this year, um, in April and May. Uh, COVID be damned.
0: So probably not this year, but next year because April's past this year. Damn it.
1: You're right. <laughs> this coming year, 2022, 2022 we will be having the renaissance fair um and uh, a good a dear good friend of mine a colleague uh passed and we had a celebration of life because they were a uh, because they were an atheist and they didn't want a ceremony they wanted to have a celebration of life at the renaissance fair and so we had a celebration of life ceremony with their with their urn with their ashes um and it was it was a uh, secular ceremony and it was very cool it was it was it was kind of fun
0: we i mean just- yeah, I guess I guess I don't care what people do with at my funeral. I the only thing I say is don't bury me in the ground because it's a waste of space. Yeah. Other than that, you can do whatever the fuck you want with my body because I'm dead. So yeah, if if someone wanted to throw a like a hugely religious funeral, I guess I wouldn't have a problem. But it just seems weird and hypocritical to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Uh, nine times out of ten, the wife outlives the husband. So oh yeah. It's- it's gonna it's gonna be up to her you know uh, yeah
0: but she's not really I mean, she's not a, I don't think she's an atheist she's more of an agnostic yeah uh, so I don't know maybe she'll get a little bit more spiritual after I'm dead because I'm definitely dying before her I I am almost 35 I already, I, they're not gonna kill me but I already have two heart problems like I am young and dying soon I am I am I've hurt my hurt my hip in March and I'm still having a problem with it I am old <laughs> I'm an old young person.
1: Yeah, I've given some thought about what my funeral is going to be like. I have one rule. What's that? And that is everyone has to get piss-ass drunk.
0: Oh, then I'm not going to go to your funeral. I hate getting drunk. Okay. So I'm sorry, I'm going to avoid it. Well,
1: you're older than me, so my assumption is... I'm not that
0: much older than you. I'm like a year older than you. Yeah,
1: uh, that's fair. Barring barring injury or accident, I assume I will outlive you by a year.
0: I don't know about that. That's how math works, Carl. I don't. I feel like uh, well, yeah, but it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> uh, like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna outlive my brother, even though I'm a minute older than him. I'm not gonna drop dead a minute before he yeah, does. Yeah, well, that's
1: because he's the evil twin. That's how that works. We've all seen films. Don't
0: don't uh, people who are like giant, which you're kind of giant. Don't they die younger? Yeah, because yeah, so they there don't, you go. I'm they, not a because guy, I'm they, average.
1: Which one of us has heart trouble? It
0: ain't me. They said it's not life threatening. It's just annoying. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right, all right. I love that we're arguing over who's gonna oh, die yeah. first because you don't want to drink at my funeral. Some yeah. friend you yeah. are.
0: The whole, okay, I'll say this though. So all right, fine. Hypocrite. I'll make
1: an exception. Everyone has to get piss ass drunk, but Carl has to drink one beer.
0: That's fine. I could do that. I will say this, which makes you sound hypocritical about what I was just saying. I don't like drinking, but when I went to New Orleans, anytime I was watching jazz, I was drinking.
1: Okay, here's the other part. I want to have a jazz funeral. Okay, there we in go. In New Orleans. Okay,
0: then I'll drink at your funeral. Yeah.
1: No problem there. Okay. See? Found a solution. Found a solution. That's compromise, I folks. love how
0: you're planning your funeral around my, my wishes.
1: That's friendship, man. Oh, yeah. We've known each other for like 15, 16 years. We've known each
0: other a long time. I wouldn't say we were friends the entire time we've No, known each we other. weren't, but we've known we each other. You were that guy in my in my school at one point. Yeah. but I think we were in a play together, but we weren't friends with that. Because I don't think we were friends in high school. No, we so weren't friends we were, friends in, in high we were school. both in Scappino, which was a weird play. Yeah. But we weren't friends then. And then I don't think until college, really, we were, we were all friendly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until Dark of the Moon that we became friendly um and our friendship was forged
0: oh yeah that was a th- i think it's a terrible play but that was a fun play to be in that was a
1: fun play we made we we made the best out of that shit play oh yeah
0: oh yeah for sure the worst casting ever done which is me <laughs> as as a as a strong man he
1: was the strongest man in town oh uh, we had this great bit where they were like just just improvise
0: some like brags about carl and oh my god we had so much fun doing it and I was smaller than, smaller than I am now I was about uh, at that time I was 127 pounds yeah he was, he was and like one, of lines, one of my lines mi- one of my lines was I'm the strongest man in this year, county I had a gang you were part of my gang I was part of the gang and there's there's you and another guy in there that were both giant I can't oh, yeah. remember his name but uh, my at one point I was supposed to push him around but he was so big and he didn't move with the push <laughs> that I would that I would push myself <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, we it was
1: like it was like it, what you had a line where you were like I could pick up this here barrel of apples with one hand. <laughs> No, no, like I, could,
0: I could pick up this, this apple barrel without spilling nary an apple. Yes, that's right. The witch did it with one hand. I did it with both hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: I could pick up this barrel of apples, and, and we all had lines that we had to throw out on top of it, and it was, like, ridiculous. Like, I seen him push a nail into wood with his thumb, and my go-to was always, I
0: seen him punch a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the, uh, the problem with my costume also was that it was very tight, so, yeah. like... You could see how skinny I was. And I remember I got laughed at, like, crazy for this. I asked the director, can can I get some padding in here to make me look bigger? Yeah. And she didn't respond. Everyone just laughed. (laughs) Yeah. I was so, like, I loved that role, but I hated it as well because it's so embarrassing saying those lines. Oh,
1: my God. That was so much fun.
0: Alright, and one more thing. This, uh, this is something, I again, I saw on social media, but i got to talk about it. So, uh, this is actually, gonna, I'm going to take on my brother here, but he doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's okay. Uh, my brother is also religious, not religious, also atheist. Mm. The difference between him and me is, if I see someone that has religion, I think good for them. Yeah. Uh, I support it as long as your religion does not have any bigotry in it. Mm-hmm. If you don't use it to uh, hate people of color or hate trans people or gay people, whatever like that, I'm cool. As long as it's not a system for hate. I love that you have religion. If it comforts you, awesome. Yeah. My brother is one of those ones that spends a lot of his time trying to convince people that their religion isn't real. He even, mm. One of his favorite podcasts is this one where they basically uh, take on people's beliefs every episode and tell them why they're not true. They do debates on them. They do research on their religion and just basically tell them why it's not a good thing. And I think that's so much effort into atheism. Yeah, Atheism should be, I don't believe in God. Okay, I'm moving on. There should be no effort involved. Yeah. It's one of the perks of being atheist. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to do do research on this thing. I can just go about my life. I do not get that thought process. I don't know why anyone would want to spend their time making someone feel dumb for believing in something.
1: Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make you better uh, for diminishing someone else's faith.
0: For 100%. Yeah. Even like uh, like uh, when I went to New Orleans, we did a ghost tour. I don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a fun tour because mm-hmm. they had great stories and stuff like that. My wife believes in ghosts. She believes in ghosts. She believes uh, extraterrestrials have visited this planet. I believe aliens exist, but I don't think they've been here. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would never make fun of... Uh, I think I might have when I was younger and more of a uh, uh, dick. Because, mm-hmm. you know, young 20-year-olds are kind of very... They think they're smarter than they are. But I've gotten a little bit more humble and a little bit more willing to accept other people's beliefs. I would not make fun of her for those beliefs. It's stupid to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, we were all dicks when we were 20s. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's the same. I, I don't understand why... Uh, th- I think it comes from insecurity. I that, That's what I genuinely believe with, with atheists who are trying to disprove other people's faith. Okay. It, it's like there's something wrong with them. It's like if you, if you genuinely believe that there's nothing, then you wouldn't try to convince other people. What's the point? What yeah. what, what do you gain by taking
0: away their, yeah. their comfort? Yeah,
1: that's that's just mean-spirited. Yeah. That's not positive.
0: I mean, because like, I, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned that much on this podcast. I definitely mentioned it on other podcasts in the past. I'm obsessed with my mortality. Mm. Uh, I think about it a lot. I will sometimes wake up in the morning and I'll be super tired and then I'll be like, you're going to die someday. And I'll get a jolt of adrenaline and wake up more.
1: What? The, the the man who thought about what his last words would be, what his funeral would be like, and now whether or not there is an afterlife so, yeah. is obsessed with his mortality. I would have never guessed. I, I think in about... This
0: podcast? I am so worried about how I'm going to be when I'm older. Because I still take risks. Like, I've gone skydiving. I've got done things that people would be afraid to do. Shit, I would di- never dive. go skydiving. Like, I consider myself sort of brave in that way, but then I'm so obsessed with my death. I feel like the older i get the worse is gonna because you know every day you're one step closer to death
1: that's true i'm
0: going to turn into uh what's that name of the aviator guy who got just was trapped he's trapped himself in his room hotel oh oh hotel oh, oh oh howard hughes howard hughes i'm gonna yeah. turn into a worse than howard hughes as i get older <laughs> i'm so worried about that but uh i can't remember what my point was but i think if i had religion you know i would uh be much more comforted wouldn't be worried about this stuff as much i don't believe. I can't change that aspect, but why would I want to take that away from someone when I understand my thought process of mortality? It's done. Exactly,
1: yeah. Makes perfect sense to me.
0: All right, so uh, that is all my thoughts on entertainment I've taken in on this week. Now let's get into entertainment news. Okay. Uh, the first story, i got to bring this up because I'm so confused about why everyone seems excited about this except for me, because I think this is a terrible idea. So, I'm not sure how big of a Star Wars fan you are.
1: I'm a... I'm a recovering Star Wars fan. Okay.
0: So I, I'm a big fan. I love the original trilogy, and I love the cartoon series. But yes. Rebels and Clone Wars, they're fantastic. Yes. I think there's some good stuff in the new trilogy, and most of the prequel trilogy is trash. Okay. Uh, so in the new... But they they have announced that they're making an Ahsoka Tano TV show starring uh-huh. Rosario Dawson, and I think Ahsoka is such a great character from the Clone Wars TV series, series and Rebels. She was in that mm-hmm. a little bit, too. Yeah. I'm super excited for that. And I mm-hmm. think... Uh, I just saw her name, Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress. They have just announced an actor who's also going to be showing up in this thing <laughs> I that I that. don't fucking get. Yeah. And it is Hayden Christensen is returning as Anakin Skywalker. If you don't know Hayden Christensen's name, he played Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, in uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, episode 2 and 3 of the prequels trilogy. He is a terrible actor, he was never good. Why do we give him so much leeway here? Yeah. Why were people we excited about this? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw this on Twitter yesterday and I saw it on Twitter a couple of times people sharing the the article and everyone was jazzed about it. They were like, uh, he's back or my man and and I retweeted it and I was like, imagine uh, so thoroughly ruining the Star Wars franchise that people are genuinely excited that Hayden Christensen is back.
0: He's going to be in that one, and he's also going to be in Obi-Wan. I know!
1: And then, and then I was like, uh, for those of you who are familiar with uh, uh, the poem, The Second Coming, I quoted that, uh, because the, that the, the Second Coming is uh, is is like a, a dark subversion on on the concept of Christ coming backwards. Like, it would be apocalyptic. It would be horrifying if that happened. Um, and because I was talking about, like, that's how bad Star Wars is right now. That's the state of Star Wars fandom. That the things we are most jazzed about are the Bad Batch and Hayden Christensen coming yes. back. That is how bad Star Wars is right
0: now. I haven't. I just finished watching the Clone Wars TV series, so I have not started the Bad Batch yet. But I am confused as to why they made that a series. Uh, maybe it's better when I watch it, but I was kind of eh on those episodes. Yeah, like...
1: Like, um, the, the Mandalorian is solid. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty it's, good. It's solid. Not it amazing. Is, it is not God's gift to Star Wars. No. Rosario Dawson is an amazing actress. She is not a great... Uh, she is not a great uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka.
0: I thought she was pretty good in the episode. I feel like because it's, you know, years past when we last saw her, her character could have changed. I don't, I don't mind
1: what I, she I, did. I did not appreciate how, like, stoic... And reserve she was. I think because we'll, that's that's not consistent we got, with her. We got character. one
0: episode to kind of see her. I feel like there'll be more character development. Yeah, in the I TV hope. Series. I hope.
1: Well, it's just so strange because it's it's uh, Fellini because it's like you're the same. It's the same guy. Like, why would you do that? I don't. I don't yeah. get. It. Um. But but yeah, I'm like I'm like Star Wars is not in good shape. No, Star Wars is not in good shape at all. Um. I I am somewhat of a prequel apologist in oh, okay. the regard that. I really like uh, Phantom Menace. That is the only one I like. I
0: think there's some good moments in that. I yeah. d- the movies, all the movies, I think have good moments, yeah. but I think they all suffer from the terrible writing yeah. and acting. But but Hayden Christensen, if you remove
1: Hayden Christensen from the prequels and you look at his post Star Wars career, if you just look at him as an actor, he is legitimately, quantifiably,
0: a terrible actor. Yes. And here's something I don't get that uh, I've noticed recently. So, like, people... He was a bad actor, but he gets a lot of leeway. Paul Walker, sorry to talk about the dead, was a terrible actor, got a lot of leeway. Brie Larson, I don't think is a bad actress. Uh, she was nominated for Academy Award for yeah. a reason. Uh, she didn't do a role that people uh, wanted a certain way. She didn't smile enough, show enough warmth. People hate her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Stewart... Wasn't that great at Twilight? I've seen her in other stuff. She's a capable yeah. actress. People, she
1: an amazing actress.
0: Yeah, I've seen her in some. She it depends on the director really. It depends yeah, on who she's on with. It depends on the
1: director, but she can be really good. Yeah, well, I mean, she started. She was great when she was like thirteen. Then she got some bad roles. She yeah. wasn't directed well, and now she spent the past decade proving that she's an extremely competent actor. But
0: people hate, hate her. her. And it's it it's a, it has to be a sexist thing. Oh, it's one hundred percent a sexist. thing are so many bad actors out there that are who are male who people like. I don't care. I know people love Keanu Reeves, uh, especially uh, in the recent years. Yeah, he's not a good actor. He's he's fine, but he he gets so much love. The woman did those roles at at his level. They be hated. Yeah. it's so fucked up to me that I see all these mediocre male actors get so much love even though they're, they're shit and female actors don't get the same, uh, yeah, no, same absolutely. respect and believe me I realized I was one of those people who are acting like that when I was younger mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't mature enough to see this Yeah, and you grow up with sexism, you're used to it, don't see the problem. But I realize now that's fucked up.
1: It's super fucked up. It's it's real bad. Um, That being said,
0: I always didn't like Paul Walker and Hayden Christensen, so at least I stuck to my guns there. I
1: I mean, like to give Hayden Christensen credit where credits due. I really like his. I really like his. uh, Like philanthropy, kind of like his. His outside of like the fact that he goes to children's hospitals and and does a lot of like stuff like that oh i'm
0: strictly as, talking as
1: anakin like that's dope because like like, it's a
0: little the, creepy going to children's hospitals well as yeah anakin. i guess
1: it's i guess it's a little creepy given that like the younglings and stuff but like because he was universally reviled yes by the community and he still was like hey i am part of star wars And I'm gonna... I'm gonna like the young... Because here's the thing. The prequels... We all hate the prequels because the prequels wasn't designed for teenagers and young adults. It was designed for kids. See, I
0: I would agree with that if it wasn't for all the Senate scenes... Which are not for kids. Those yeah. are fucking boring. Those are boring as
1: shit, but that's why the Jar Jar... We've had this conversation for over a decade. That's why the Jar Jar scenes are there. That's
0: why the baby Anakin scenes are there. But it's but but you but that's the whole point. It's not made for kids. Yeah, it's, well, it's made for mixed audiences. It's made
1: for mixed audiences, but now as an adult I can watch those uh, Senate scenes. And I'm not going to lie, I watch the sequels and and I go, God, I wish they had the depth that the prequels had. Because you watch the... Like, Honestly, sit sit here, look me in the eyes, and tell me you don't wish that the sequel series had the depth that the prequels had.
0: I don't think the prequels had any depth to them. Uh, I think the first two movies in the new trilogy were good. I didn't. like that the third one because they they didn't have a um, they didn't have a master plan. The third and one was absolute dog shit. It, they didn't. Uh, and you go back to the first episode of this podcast. I was a defender. I've changed my mind on on Afterthought. But, um, yeah, the problem is because they didn't have a master plan, so they didn't know where each one was going. Everyone was contradicting each other the entire time. Uh, That bugs me. But the first two looked like they were on a good path to me, and then the third one contradicted everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could do a a macro assessment of the three Star Wars trilogies pretty clearly. Um, The prequels, George is an amazing cinematographer and a pretty solid a storyteller he is not a great screenwriter he is definitely not a great director of actors yes um why did the original trilogy work because he had a better editor um he didn't he, direct most of those he didn't direct the sequel he co-directed the first one and the third one which is the weakest is the one that he directed by himself
0: i will say i think the new hope is the weakest
1: no i i don't disagree with you I just think I think Return of the Jedi is weaker. I
0: think I think Return of the Jedi is definitely the more because of the Ewoks. I think they get a lot slammed against them. That being said, I think Empire and Jedi are close in quality. Empire is better. Yeah, Empire is like the 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 um, the Infinity War. Yeah. of the Star Wars. I, I'm series. at the point
1: now. I'm at the point now. Like when I say I'm a I'm a recovering Star Wars fan, I'm at the point now where I'm like, can we just all be honest that Star Wars has one good film?
0: I don't agree with it. I think Return and Empire are both great movies. Okay, that's fair. I think Empire is the best one yeah. by far, but I think they're all... I just said they're close. But, uh, yeah, it's best by far. Yeah. I still think they're all great movies. Same thing like I think uh, Temple of Doom and in Indiana Jones is still a great movie, and so many people think that's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Those, that was a great trilogy. Um, That got off topic.
1: But all of that is to say... Uh, the sequel, the sequel series, definitely suffers from the fact that it did not have uh, uh, it did not have George because he, the original series and the prequels at least had one person be yeah. like, "This is the through line."
0: It didn't necessarily need George. What it needed was one one vision. person,
1: and and you had you had a uh, Ryan Johnson in the second one who went, "Oh, I see what JJ was trying to do. I'm gonna have fun with it." And you can see from the original script of what uh, Trevorrow picked up from what Johnson had. And he was also like, oh, I see what he was going to do. I'm going to have fun with it. But then they brought J.J. Abrams in back. And he was just like, no, I want these are my toys. I don't yeah. want you to play with them this way. And he fucked it hard. You,
0: and here's what I'd say. You can give J.J. Abrams a movie in like the beginning or maybe in the middle of a series. Do not ever let him try Stick a Landing. Do not J.J. Abrams him, can't do that. He can't do that. I have watched so many J.J. Abrams shows because he has great setups. Mm-hmm. Alias, uh, uh, Fringe, uh, Lost—great setups. All of them have terrible All endings. All of them terrible. Don't endings. don't give him a chance to end things. Do not like
1: when they when when uh Trevoro's fucking when just segments of his script duel of fates leaked online and we got to see glimpses of what that third film could have been and this was after the fact that we all collectively thought we dodged a bullet with up. well
0: because i hate jurassic world
1: yeah and then we saw we saw what duel of fates could have been and we were like oh we fucked up
0: well it's also oh, we fucked up bad but it's also a thing like uh like you know uh so many people think if someone makes a bad movie, they never need are allowed to work again. Yeah. Like like Ryan Johnson, a lot of people didn't like The Last Jedi. So like he should never work again. He made Knives Out after Knives that. Out. And that movie's a great movie. That, that, he made yeah. Looper. I love Looper. Even Loop if you don't fantastic. like if someone makes one bad movie, they should still be allowed to make films if they got a good vision. Freaking uh Patty Jenkins made Wonder Woman. Most people love that movie. The second one wasn't that good. And suddenly people are like, oh, she should never direct again. I don't know what it is with nerds. And the Scorched Earth policy, it is so dumb.
1: Yeah. Although I after Wonder Woman eighty four I was like, so is uh Patty Jenkins taken off a of Rogue Squadron? Is she not making that bad Well anymore? I think
0: Rogue Squadron got cancelled. Yeah <laughs> But I don't think it had anything to do with Patty Jenkins. I think it had to do with uh, with Gina. I don't know. The she was in she was in Mandalorian. I can't remember her name.
1: Oh no, she was going to be in uh, Rangers of the oh. Republic or whatever. Okay, then I don't we're, know. We're talking about two different things. I don't know.
0: They they all sound the same to me. Anywho,
1: all of that is to say, uh, I hate the sequel series. I think I it. I think it's so thoroughly fucked Star Wars that it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little insider. Uh, so I I live in I live in the Valley. Um, I live around uh, all of the studios. I I, I am actively involved in the entertainment industry. And I was at a coffee shop and I overheard a conversation and I soon realized that the four people at the table next to me all worked for Lucasfilms. And what they were doing were they were uh, workshopping and brainstorming a series um, that they were developing. Um, that was a, a new Star Wars property. I won't tell you which one, but they were talking about time travel and how they were essentially going to retcon, not fully, but that they were going to introduce an alternate reality a la J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek style. Oh,
0: or like Flashpoint Yeah, for DC. Flashpoint
1: it. That they, that they are strongly considering Flashpointing the Star Wars universe because that is how bad they fucked up.
0: Yeah, I can see they they didn't have a good vision. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that. This got turned into a Star Wars podcast. Let's oh, see. no! Well, let's get back on track. All right. So, I want to know your thoughts on this. So, uh, the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, just yeah. came out mm-hmm. and before it got released, which shows how old my news is by now, uh, there was a petition to remove a scene where Michael Myers basically massacres a bunch of Firefighters that came to... Because if you saw the last movie, the yeah. ends of the fire in a yeah. house, firefighters went to the house, put up the fire where Michael Myers was, and that's how he survives. People wanted that removed because they thought it was wrong to kill a bunch of firefighters in a movie. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I mean, it's nothing sacred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you can't kill
1: firefighters in a horror movie like what can you do that's my thought process horror movies you should be allowed to kill anybody you should be we were just talking earlier in this podcast about how in an R.L. Stein horror film a 12 year old kid gets straight up hacked in half
0: yeah like hacked in half like there is no line no, the, the more, the, in my opinion, the more fucked up the death is, the more you think, oh, this death shouldn't be happening, the more interesting it is. Yeah. That's why I think so many slasher movies go in the wrong direction, where they make so many of the characters assholes. I don't care if they die. Yeah. There's no, there's no emotion to it for me. Yeah. But if you kill people who you think are good people, that means something.
1: Yeah, specifically the premise of Halloween. John Carpenter's original Halloween in 1978 uh, when he pitched the premise he said he wanted to make a horror where bad things happen to people that don't have bad things typically happen to them so all of the characters in the original Halloween are good people they're nice they're they're good that like nothing about them says that they deserve what Michael is unleashing upon them uh, should happen to them so yeah, these firefighters are actively trying to put out a fire the uh, uh, Halloween kills I watched it it opens with them being heroic and their heroism is met with absolute abject horror that's the fucking point yeah. like I'm sorry we live in a post 9/11 world and we have to deify um, we have to deify first responders but again that's the point horror is about uh, questioning how our society reacts to things, like that's why horror is so potent an artistic tool. It's supposed to make us question and evaluate how we react to things and what we hold sacred.
0: And if you don't like that, maybe that movie's not for you. Not yeah. horror movies are not for everybody. It's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, you don't have to go see it, but you you are not. You have no right to censor uh, other people's art. Or stop other people from seeing it because you disagree with it. Exactly.
0: That's not how it works. Alright, next story. I think this is really cool. Uh, Have you seen A Quiet Place? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so you know John Krasinski's daughter in that movie is Mm -hmm. an actual deaf person. Yes. So they're making a Helen Keller movie, and they have cast his daughter to play Helen Keller. Her name is Molescent Simmons. Yeah. And I think that's super cool. That's wonderful. Like, it'd be, it would be hard to give someone with all of Helen Keller's ailments as an actress in a movie, but I think this is definitely in the right direction. Yeah. Getting opportunities where you don't usually see deaf people in movies. I, I can only oh, like yeah. think of uh, one other deaf actress, and I'm blanking on her name right now. She's yeah. a Academy Award nominee. From, from, the, uh,
1: from, from uh, West Wing. I know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't
0: think of her name. She's also on Dancing with the Stars. But yeah. she was a really good actress. And I can think of her and this girl, and that's all I know of deaf actresses, but there have been plenty of deaf characters. Yeah. I think... Look, I'm not one of those people who that think that, that if you don't have the disability, you can't play the person, but I do give kudos to people when they cast people that actually are that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that's a, that's a fair way to look at it.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have been developing a, uh, a series for about seven years now. Uh, the basic premise was um, uh, a special needs uh, classroom in a high school uh, gets a new teacher that uh, decides to teach the students improv as as a way to get them to open up and and better express themselves and and feel more comfortable in the world. It was kind of like a, uh, a take on Glee, uh, kind of like a heartwarming comedy uh, with a little bit of teeth. You know, it's got some it's got some other stuff to it. Um, but I ran into me and my writing partner ran into so many hurdles with it, and and this gets to the reason why you don't see a lot of special needs performers in uh cinema whether it's television or film um the the hurdle we kept running into is everyone would look at this script and go wow i'm holding an emmy in my hand like Mm -hmm. i'm literally holding an emmy and they said you'll never get it produced and and i'd be like why and they said the insurance the insurance Uh, do you want do you want to cast um actual performers with special needs and I'm like, yeah, it would, it would probably kill any goodwill we had to not. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, then you're looking at you're looking at insurance for each one of those performers. That literally makes it too expensive to produce. It can't be done. Mm-hmm. And and that's why you see these productions where oftentimes you have you have able bodied mm-hmm. performers portraying uh, people with special needs. Um, And it's 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 a frustrating thing. Uh, It's something it's at the point now where I've been involved with this project for so long that I'm actually deeply involved in uh, the special needs advocacy in um, arts and acting um, and the entertainment industry trying to figure out a way around this shit because it is it is so goddamn frustrating. Uh, and it's it's a huge it's a huge part of inclusion in the industry you know we we have a lot of like um, we have a lot of POC and a lot of femme and a lot of queer exposure in the past couple of years that's exploding mm-hmm. but we we're, we're, we really need to work on um, neurodivergency and uh, and special needs uh, exposure in cinema as well and that's something that that uh, a lot of people are starting to push towards and I, I hope we see more of it yeah I,
0: oh. I think that'd be great yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, so the next story here uh, So I think you were on the podcast when I brought this up before Because I, I, I thought that The John Wick series Could do a spin-off about the Continental The hotel where all yeah, the shit yeah, takes place. Yeah. And they announced that they were making it And I was super happy about this But I think the people who listen to this podcast Hollywood, you know they listen to my podcast It's where they came up with the idea Yeah,
1: 100% uh,
0: Didn't want me to take credit for it So they came up with a brilliant idea mm-hmm. Cast shitbag Mel Gibson as a lead in the TV series
1: Oh, is he in the TV series? Oh, thank God! Oh, I thought he was gonna be in John Wick Four because they no. were saying earlier he was gonna be in John Wick Four. No,
0: he's going to be the lead in the Continental. John, uh, Mel Gibson's coming to TV. Oh God, that's actually brilliant.
1: No, that's brilliant. Oh my God,
0: <laughs> I was so worried he was gonna be a John Wick Four. <laughs> People keep on talking about cancel culture and like we, you know, everyone's trying to cancel everybody. Uh, if cancel culture were real. Mel Gibson would not have a career.
1: Yeah, he'd be fucking canceled.
0: And I'm not just saying that because he said some anti-Semitic stuff, which, by the way, I think is pretty shitty. Uh, he no, has also been—it has been—it's a fact that he beat his girlfriend so bad he knocked out one of her teeth while she was holding their baby. Yeah, that's fucked up. That is irredeemable. He has not really made any strides to acknowledging that or anything like that. He just suddenly came back after he took a few years off mm-hmm. came back in and everybody loves Mel Gibson and you bring the anytime I see, saw this thing like you know I said I checked uh, Facebook for uh, for angry faces mm-hmm. I didn't see any angry faces on these articles they were all hearts and if anyone in the comments would bring up like the shit I just brought up people would go like, oh you're just a hater get off, get over it it's been it's yeah. years from now no he's a bad person he deserves to be cancelled yeah I'm not saying I won't see I don't like some Mel Gibson projects because I was a big Braveheart fan. I think Braveheart is one of the best movies ever made. I love the Lethal Weapon series, but let's stop giving him opportunities. Yeah. You can like the old stuff, but come on. He doesn't deserve this.
1: Yeah. You, you beat your girlfriend, you're done.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Chris Brown. It. You're done. Yeah, same thing. He, he, he yeah, still has sorry, plenty Mel. of fans.
1: You're done. Um, but, you
0: know, you know uh, uh, Brie Larson once said that she wanted females to interview her, so let's fucking hate her
1: yeah oh let's hate her let's
0: cancel her
1: oh oh, she's so oh she's so mad
0: that's so much worse than hitting a woman
1: yeah jesus fucking christ well you see i okay i'm gonna play some inside baseball all right so you are one of the producers of the john wick franchise right? i am
0: why did I cast him?
1: No, we're we're playing we're playing theoretical games. Okay, right now. I thought I forgot. I, am, I told yeah, you I don't have a good memory. I mean, like that would explain this nice apartment. <laughs> it is a nice apartment. Oh no, that's
0: that's because my wife makes better money than I do. I, more power to
1: you. Uh, Sugar mamas are a thing. It's twenty twenty one. We are we are allowed to let a woman make her money. Yes. All right. Point being, in this theoretical. We are both producers for John Wick. Okay. Now, I'm the producer who wants very much because I am a close personal friend of Mel Gibson. I want Mel Gibson in a John Wick property. And you are like, "Mm, that's not a good idea.
0: Okay, that's not a good idea. I think I said that.
1: Yeah. But I'm contractually obligated. Like, I'm going to put him in something. I'm I'm gonna put him in something and you're like "Mm, what can we do it makes sense that you'd put him in the Continental series because like at best at best you get a season out of that
0: I I think it's a popular enough brand where I think it will do well I think it's a great idea if he wasn't the lead I was very excited about this
1: but yeah but by putting him in it you curtail it. It's then you guarantee it's only a season.
0: I don't think so. I don't think Mel Gibson has the hate to make it only a season.
1: Maybe. Well, or you kill him early on in it.
0: I mean, I've, they
1: killed Willem Dafoe.
0: Yeah. I, I still I don't know. I think they're just going by people who love Mel Gibson. Like, He's you, gonna be playing. do you think Mel Gibson's gonna be the main character? Yes, I do. I one hundred percent do. I don't know about that. T V nowadays has been big actors. Before Kevin Spacey was canceled, he was a lead on a TV show on Netflix called House of Cards. Yeah, people and everybody going to knew they were gonna kill him at some point. No, they didn't. It was on for five seasons before they killed him. And they only like, killed him the se- the final season was written. And then they had to rewrite it to yeah. get him off of there. They they weren't planning on killing him.
1: That's true. Well, they were always going to kill him because it was based on another show where they killed him. And well, I have not seen the British book. version. Whatever. Where that would have been them. the
0: last part of it, but it wouldn't yeah. be the whole last season. Well, yeah. Anywho,
1: I have faith in the people who who are running John Wick. I can't imagine that they're like, oh yeah, I'm so fucking happy that we have Mel Gibson. I think they are. Okay. I have no
0: faith in people.
1: Okay, we'll 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 see how this one okay. goes. We'll yeah. see how this one uh, goes. Hopefully, you're right. Hopefully, I am.
0: All right, I thought this was an. It Although,
1: uh, to be frank, John Wick has been diminishing returns for me. Oh, I actually... like like John Wick one, perfect, pitch perfect. John Wick two, I'm like, mm, you're getting indulgent. John Wick three, I'm like, you can you can stop if you want.
0: I agree with, with you on John Wick three. I did not like John Wick three. I thought two was better than one. It was, but I'll, I'll give you I'll give you this. Okay, I had a bad experience watching John Wick one. Okay. I had a lady sitting behind me who was super annoying. And and I've only seen her once in theaters. Uh, and basically, you know, the whole... A big thing in that movie is the dog. Yeah. And so this lady, went, whenever the dog was on screen, would go like, aww. So much so that it would stop when he was off the screen and come back when he was on the screen. So it'd be like, oh 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 Like if it was cutting away from him in those silences. God. How it does was, this happen to you?
1: How, like, I don't understand that. I have never okay that's not true I have had one bad like a fellow uh, like moviegoer experience where I've been watching a film and like one other person in a cinema has like tried to ruin my experience do you know what I did what I got up and I moved to a different
0: part of the theater yeah but nowadays you have a sign seating who gives a shit who's gonna stop you when do you go see movies? I go usually opening weekend. You don't have good seats after that. I never go opening weekend. Or when I do, I go opening weekend at like eleven thirty at night. I usually have a lot of people in the theater. I like my seat. I have a specific seat that I like to get. So I where's want... your
1: specific seat?
0: I like to be on uh, like around E or F on the side, so I can get them. Go to restroom from not bug anybody. See that's your problem.
1: I like to sit. Okay, so you know how you got that? You know how you got that walk lane? Yeah. I like to sit right right there so here's the screen right uh, and you got the the rows here and then you got the rows here yeah. the nosebleeds fuck those and you got that walkway I like to sit right there that too first close place. no it's perfect no nah, I don't it like it it develops
0: you it's like a big ass wave too much
1: you, that what why even go see cinema if you're not gonna get the whole experience I get a,
0: I get a great experience I go all the fucking no time you get a, a fucking time. terrible experience you're surrounded by people being like because well, people are fucking uh, assholes. Yeah, you know what
1: I do? I have no one Most behind me. I practically have no one in front of me because no one else
0: wants to sit there. It's the perfect. Sound. I think I have a different. Th- I have, think I have a different thing than you do. I'm very hyper aware of my surroundings. So if there's I. even a little bit of noise, I will notice it and I will lock on it. I've had people rose back from me, pissing me the fuck off. Uh, it, it just, I, if someone's being, making a noise in the theater, I will notice and I yeah. will be annoyed. But like I've had some bad I had I got a screaming match with someone in a theater. I was like, it was a full theater, I was going to see the movie Crawl, which I know it was not <laughs> not worth it. Not <laughs> that <laughs> that like, is that thing. is, a film not worth getting into <laughs> It was a fun but stupid movie. But uh <laughs> yes. But I was sitting down and the guy was just talking to his girlfriend or whatever the entire time. I was like, please be quiet. Kept on talking, please be quiet. And then he's like, I'm not gonna be quiet. It's like he's like, I paid for the seats. I'm not going to be quiet. It's like, I paid for the seat. They told you I'm there. It's freaking etiquette to, f- to shut up and be fucking quiet. And I screamed at him. He's like, you fucking move. He's like, I'm not going to fucking move. You move. And then he didn't move, but he got quiet after, after after that and just started seething. And I leaned closer to him, just like, to get, in, get a little bit of space, like, say something or fucking move because I'm going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> it yeah. was
1: so bad. Yeah, the the only time I've actually said something to someone in a theater was again it was it was probably a movie that no, it 100% was a movie that didn't justify it, but the situation kind of called for it. I was on a Situation
0: date. was in the movie?
1: No, the the situation called for it. Okay. I was on a date and it was cats.
0: Oh god, that movie was bad. I saw it in that theaters. movie was terrible. <laughs> I
1: saw it in theaters too. I I legitimately said cuz I'd seen the play and And my date was like, let's go see cats. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to rephrase. I've seen cats. I highly recommend we go see anything else. Yes. But this is your date. We will see cats if you want. And they're like, let's go see cats. And I'm like, okay.
0: I knew it was going to be bad going in. I saw it on morbid curiosity. Yeah, it was so much worse. Yes. It was so
1: much worse. It was so bad.
0: Like... I'd seen the 1994
1: film stage adaptation, and that is atrocious. This was somehow worse. It was so creepy. It was so, it was so, uh, it was so Sorry. bad. Continue Anywho, your story. So, so I'm watching, and I'm just trying to get through this experience. Like, and, and she's not having a good time at no all. No one's
0: having a good time. No one's
1: having a good time. I'm not getting laid. I'm not even getting a kiss. The date's over. I'm yeah. never seeing this person no. again.
0: No. And I, it almost Tasha and I almost got divorced afterwards. We just couldn't look at each other. Yeah, afterwards. right.
1: Like, like, you are not friends. If you see a um, if you see cats with another person, you're
0: not friends stepping no. out of fear. It, it took a lot of counseling to get us through that. <laughs> and and so like, but there's this dude who like won't shut
1: the fuck up. He's like laughing, but he's not laughing. He's like laughing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Too much. And it it doesn't bug me because I am the opposite of you like I do notice everything in a theater mm-hmm. but I, I'm i like I'm trying to enjoy the movie Can. So. I will get annoyed instantly yeah. So so I'm like checking it but she's she's like hyper focused on it so she's like grabbing my hand and squeezing it every time he laughs and I'm like oh okay this is becoming a thing mm-hmm. and so finally I go I just, like, I, I turned. Like, he's, he's like, way the fuck over there. And I go, why don't you stop pretending? None of us are having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole, like, there's, like, nine other people in the theater. And they all start cracking up laughing. And he's like, hey, how about you, like, shut the fuck up and let me enjoy the movie? And I'm like, I will come over there and start enjoying myself if you don't shut the fuck up. And she's like, stop. And I'm like, no, I will not
0: stop. I will not stop. And you know what? You're you're better than me in the fact that you, most of the time you don't talk to people because most of the time it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I've had a few times people gotten quiet, but I've had more times where people gotten threatening towards me. I went to see a Casino Royale a second time in theaters. Told people to shut up. They started uh, jeering at me. I got security. They did fucking nothing. Could not enjoy the rest of the movie. I went to go see a. Have you ever seen a Monster Calls?
1: I have seen a Monster okay, Calls.
0: Okay, that movie's emotional as fuck. It's I love that movie. It's yeah. so good. It is quite it's quite good. Don't listen to the title. It's much more than a monster movie. It's a very emotional cancer movie. Uh, But the monster is cancer. Yeah. Oh man, I even read the book and cried. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's it's a good goddamn Uh, book. But uh, but
1: the screen. I read the screenplay before I saw it. The screenplay made me cry. Like, like And screenplays are technical documents. They are not art pieces. Yeah. Screenplays are technical documents. They're like fucking instruction yeah. manuals. And that made me fucking cry.
0: I listened to the audiobook. I was in the shower and it was getting towards the end of it. I was crying in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's a it's a great fucking book. So, okay, and the movie's great too. So I went and saw the movie and it was weeks after it was out. So it was like me and like four other people in the theater. Yeah. But these four other people were assholes treated like Mystery Size Theater 3000. So they were very loud doing that. And I told them to shut the fuck up. And then it just turned to attacking me. And, like, they went, I guess, uh, where my seat was was, like, over the walkway where you'd walk in and out of the theater. So you'd walk underneath me if you were leaving the theater. And they just started walking down there and drumming underneath me on it to shock me every once in a while. Oh, my God. It doesn't do shit to tell people. People are entitled assholes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, But, yeah, go see Monster Calls. Very rarely... uh... In situations where I express myself aggressively, do do people do stuff like uh, uh, escalate or come to meet me? Well, the
0: difference is, okay, you're a pretty big dude.
1: I am six foot seven and two hundred and fifty five pounds. I
0: wouldn't yeah. want to mess with you. Yeah. I am not intimidating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like the the other day, I was on another date, um, and uh, someone cut someone cut in front of me in line and I, personally I don't care I don't give a shit like whatever cool you you saved yourself like three minutes oh I will rant
0: about that till the end of my days if someone does that to but me but my date like I like
1: I saw a tweet that said um, uh, crazy girls need calm guys that's just the natural order of things okay. and and I'm like yeah that, that tweet speaks to me <laughs> cause my date was like are you gonna let that slide and I'm like do you want me to raise a stink about it and she's like yeah and I'm like okay and then, and then I go hey last time I checked the fucking line's behind me and she's like oh my god I can't believe you did that and the person's like what did you just cuss in front of my kid and I'm like I'm sorry I don't give a shit about your fucking kid get the fuck behind me and she looks at me this person looks at me and the kid looks at me and is like mom we should get behind him and I'm like you should listen to your little shit kid and get fucking behind me
0: See, that's, if I were to say it, she'd just look at me and go like, fuck off. Yeah, she'd fucking throw down with you. She'd be like, I can take him. He's probably got a heart condition. <laughs> I hear he is too. <laughs> I listen to your podcast. Let's do this. All right, uh, so the next <laughs> the next story. I think this is actually a good move going forward. Uh, okay, so Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac were in uh, a mini-series together. Uh, I can't remember. Scenes from Marriage, something Scenes like from Marriage, yeah. And Jessica Chastain made a rule for her in this movie: if no. she's going to have a nude scene, uh-huh. any muskins she showed, Oscar Isaac would have to do as well. Yeah, I think that's good move moving forward. We're trying to get past the sexist bit of nudity in movies and TV show. It should be evened out. Yes, give women something to look at. Give men something to look at. At least 100%. that way, it's fair.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. There should be equity in nude scenes. I think that's totally appropriate. I've heard. I've heard stories like that before in the past i can't remember the the details but i've heard stories of like other actresses who've done nude scenes in in films where like the either the whole crew left with the exception of like one camera operator and the director and both of them got nude to help make them feel comfortable or something like that um i think it's very cool that that they were that uh that they were like yeah I'll do that all to make you comfortable. I do know that Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain have known each other since Juilliard. They've known each other for like twenty-five years and they should just get married. They would be the perfect Aren't co- they
0: both with other people? Yeah, I don't give a okay. shit. Okay. They
1: they should just admit their love for each okay.
0: other. Okay. I mean I've seen the red carpet pictures. Yeah, I mean like let's not kid.
1: Let's not. How many times have they been paired together in films? I
0: d- I don't know. I like like four or five really? Times. I yeah. am, I don't know either of their careers that well to know. Yeah, that. no,
1: they've 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 been paired together uh, several times. Hmm. Um, so like, I'm sure this ain't the first time she's seen Oscars Isaac. If you catch a Matt Drift,
0: no, I'm not. You have to be more explicit. Um, his Oscar Mayer wiener. A little bit more explicit, please. I'm not. I'm not giving you his Donkey Kong. He has, he has a, a Donkey Kong machine. His House of Tragedies. I really don't understand <laughs> that
1: one. His Sandworm. Because he's in Doom. He's in Do- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read the book and I still remember that for a second. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, also, uh, you want a fun little anecdote? Sure. Okay, you know the song um, A Thousand Miles. And I would walk into the sun if you... Uh, Terry, no. Terry Cruz, he dances to it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you know. I know who Terry Crews is. You know who Terry Crews is. So Terry Crews was in White Girls. I've never seen it. you never seen White Girls. Okay. Because <sighs> you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you tonight.
0: It's it, not ringing a bell to me at all. That's all right. It, it was, was a very story.
1: popular alt song in 2006.
0: Okay, I stopped listening to the radio
1: in 2006. Yeah, I figured you would. But for our listeners, who okay. are familiar with A Thousand Miles. It's a very popular song. Um, that was written by a young woman. Um, it was her one-hit wonder. Um, and she never revealed who that song was about. Years later, she said she wrote it about a colleague of hers when she was at Juilliard. And they said, and she said it was from her same year. And that same year, they found out. Oh, okay. And she said it was an actor from that same year. That same year that she was in Juilliard, the two. And they said uh, she'll never reveal who it was because they are now a famous actor. The two people graduated from that year who are now famous actors are Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I figured that. And so when they asked her, they were like, "Yes, it's one of them." <laughs> which is just awesome which yeah. is just like an awesome
0: thing so every time I listen to that song I'm like which one is it is it both what if it's both I, I know this is completely off topic but I just remembered was she in the most violent year with him I'm trying to think of other movies they did together yes that's okay yes most violent two, year I, I've seen the, I know two things yeah
1: they were in the most Good violent movie. year together that's that's probably the most prominent one that they were in together
0: okay so uh, next story we're gonna do uh, going back to horror tell me if you're, if you're running out of time here no, and I'm I'll good. shorten this up. Are you a fan of the Hellraiser series? Fuck yeah, that's my favorite horror franchise. Okay, cool. So they are rebooting Hellraiser. I might have done this last week. I don't know if I deleted my articles. By the way, I'm going forward with it anyway because I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. They're rebooting Hellraiser for a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. Pinhead is not going to be a man this time, mm-hmm. Pinhead is going to be played by a woman. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, well, technically speaking, uh, Pinhead is going to be played by a trans
0: woman. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. No,
1: it's quite all right. It's quite all right. Um,. I love, the, I love the Hellraiser franchise so much that, uh, like, eight years ago I was like, I, Hellraiser needs to be rebooted, they need to redo it, and I was like, here's my twist, here's my pitch, here's my elevator pitch, let's make Pinhead uh, androgynous, let's have a female play okay. Pinhead. Because in the book that uh, Hellraiser is based on, called The Hellbound Heart, um, the... It's just called the priest. Hell, uh, Pinhead okay. is not given a name. Pinhead is just called the priest. I, I think
0: Pinhead was kind of dubbed that later. Don't even yeah. think of the first movie. They yeah, no, by. they
1: don't call they don't call him Pinhead until like the third film. Um, but the priest is described as being as being very effeminate. Like it has a very effeminate voice. It has feminine features.
0: Oh, they went completely away from that because Pinhead's voice in the movie is super it's deep. So deep.
1: Um, well, they like Clive Barker tried to play with androgyny. mhm like, um, if you look at at the time that uh, when Hellraiser came out, you know the the typical like horror monsters we're dealing with like Jason, we're dealing with like Mike Myers, we're dealing with like Freddy. Yeah. Who Freddy is smaller built, but he's hyper masculine. Yes. Um. And so so Pinhead with his long black you know almost dress like cloak, his very sexualized showing off, like, his chest in a very, very, like, almost feminine way. Like, he was playing with androgyny, but in a very safe 80s kind of way. Yeah, for sure. Um, But in the book, it's very obvious that this is, like, hardcore S&M trans... Non-binary stuff. So even even like eight years ago, I was like, uh. and so like when I heard that, I was like, fuck. So yeah! this fits. Yeah, it totally fits. It it's one hundred percent in line.
0: I'm intrigued because I, I I'll be honest, I do not like the Hellraiser. Or at least the first. I've only seen two movies in the series. I've seen the first one, some random one in the middle with Dean Winters. Uh, uh
1: yeah, yeah, that's the fourth one.
0: Okay, so I've seen one and four. Uh, I don't really like that series, but I think the concept is interesting, and I think maybe updating it now might make it better.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I am a fan. I am also a fan of the concept. Like, I'm a fan of the, of the novel The Hellbound Heart. Um, I'm a huge fan of the first one. I think the first one is a fantastic haunted house story, a fantastic vampire story, a fantastic possession story, and then a fantastic serial killer story. Um, the rest of them are all dog shit.
0: So if Every I think, success if I think the first one's bad I really wouldn't like the other you, ones you
1: do not watch the other ones do, like I, I'm telling everyone on the planet do not watch Hellraiser's 2 through 6 do I not heard, do that too I
0: close. heard he gets more punny as time goes on he kind of yeah. becomes more of a Freddy Krueger like guy
1: Hellraiser 3 is an enjoyable camp experience like it buys the camp hat that all horror films do at some point so if you like like it, it gives up on the original premise and just becomes like a fun it, it goes full Nightmare on Elm Street like Dream Warrior at that okay.
0: point I love Dream Warrior that's a terrible um, great movie
1: yeah it's it, so it's a lot of fun like it gives up on any pretense of being anything but like insane uh, so the third one the third one is somewhat redeemable but if you're going to do that like don't bother watching the first one just watch the third gotcha.
0: one Gotcha. Like,
1: uh, like go in that direction but uh, yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of the first one
0: all right, uh, I got three more articles I'm going to go through. Okay. All right, one, let's go into something that's a little bit more uh, gray, in my opinion. Uh, so, do you know Ruby Roses? I do, yeah. Okay, She, for those of you who don't know, she was big on Orange's and New Black, is where I first noticed her, mm-hmm. and then she got much more well-known when she got the lead role in the Batwoman CW series, which I will 100% admit, never seen an episode of, but I don't watch any of those CW shows, nothing against her. Yeah. So, she quit after the first season was done. Yeah. And she, made, she said she that... She uh, quit. She quit, in quotes. I put in quotes. Yeah, I had to explain that because no one knows what quotes are and you do it on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some stuff has come out, uh, accusations against her that she wanted to defend herself against recently. And it has thrown out stuff saying that uh, there was sexual harassment on the set from other actors, from Ooh. other crew. It was a dangerous set to be on. And that's the reason why she left. She got injured and had to go back way too early to continue doing stuff because they rushed her. Says she should have been gone for about three months. She was gone for ten days, and just threw out all these accusations against them. Now here's the thing: when I hear that, I want to believe her mm-hmm. because fucked up situations and actresses get treated horribly on yeah. set. It is so fucked up. Before anything else was said, that you see people in the in in the comments because they didn't think she was a good actress. Again, like we talked about earlier, just attack her character and attack her person. Yeah. That being said, I've been hearing for not just the people accused, but cast and crew. Yeah. A whole bunch of people that are working on there, people who aren't famous, just people who happen to work on there. They are saying that the opposite was was true. At first, it was just WB executives. I was like, well, they already yeah, look bad because yeah. of they, Ray Fisher. They have a
1: fiduciary obligation to come out against yeah. the allegations. And they already
0: have a bad thing with like Ray Fisher on the Justice League set. WB yeah. does not have a good track record. Tracker. No, I do yeah, not believe not, them. They're
1: not looking good right now.
0: But so many people have come forward and defended the set of, of Batwoman against Ruby Rose. and said She was unprofessional on set. She treated people horribly on set. Yeah. And that she is changing history here. That I don't know how to feel about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, have been following this one. Not, not. So like the Berlanti verse is is it's kind of weird. Like I liked it for a while. Like I liked Arrow and I liked Flash, but then I was like, guys, guys, guys like stop, Like <laughs> stop, quit while you're ahead.
0: They're just basically doing like AMC. Every new show is now a Walking Dead show. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like guys, stop.
1: <laughs> Um, but I was like I was intrigued by Batwoman I watched it a little bit And I was like Alright this This isn't my cup of tea uh, Which is saying a lot Because I really like Batman um, And uh, I liked Ruby Rose In Triple um, X3
0: Remember Triple X3 <laughs> didn't see it I Oh it's good Here's my thing with tri- Just to go off the topic on this So I saw the first Triple X in theaters uh-huh. And when I saw it in theaters It was my favorite movie of all time And then I got home Bottom it, it came out on DVD Between theaters and DVD, my taste changed. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, this is a piece of crap. But I still own that piece of crap to this day. You would probably really appreciate the third one. I don't think I can watch it. I do not like Vin Diesel. I cannot stand (gasps) Vin Diesel. I
1: think you would really appreciate it. It's the return
0: of Xander Cage. I know. Because the the second one is Ice Cube for some reason. Yeah, because Xander Cage gets blown up. Except for he didn't. Yeah, I know. This is this that's when, the thing. This is he when doesn't, this, but then he does, but then he doesn't. This is when Vin Diesel had an ego. It's like I'm not doing any sequels. And now all he's like, "Oh, bring back Riddick, bring back Fast and Furious, bring back Triple oh, They're bringing back another Riddick. I know. There's another. Uh, I the, will, I will watch all the Riddicks. The, Every Riddick. I like Pitch Black, but the third Riddick movie. Uh, you mean Pitch Black Two? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Uh, was so bad it's the closest I've ever come to walking out of a movie wow. in the middle of it I hated that movie sorry we it stopped. gets so much better on the second half <laughs> um, no it didn't but
1: anyways we were talking anyhow. about Ruby Rose so yeah so so uh, yeah Ruby Rose uh, dropped out you know she she left and I was like oh she was fired yeah and you know it was like oh okay it was it was like an under the it was under the table thing y- you work in the industry long enough you know when someone leaves a production after season one cause she'd already worked um on uh Superwoman a little bit to establish her Batwoman yes. role she'd already been in the crossover series the Infinite Earth stuff so like she was in it to win it she was yeah. committed so something went really fucking wrong in season one um and uh, you know the parted ways and the fact all of that the...
0: they were willing to let her go when she was the lead on the TV show and yeah that means TV something went continue.
1: really fucking wrong but the fact that they didn't make a big deal about it the fact that it was fucking quiet and the fact that they put all of the attention on the new Batwoman was like okay cool whatever happened nobody wants to talk about it and that's that's how you handle that shit that's very professional in the business that's how it's done and then like everything was quiet and it's been like two years right
0: yeah something like that
1: And then it comes out that it's like, oh, Ruby Rose was complaining that the costume was was making her allergic. Like, she was having an allergic reaction to the costume. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I figured when I got to that point, I thought, okay, she just wasn't doing well in the role physically it was hurting her to do that role and they came to an amicable decision to
1: And, and then and then she and then she was in an interview said it wasn't just that the costume was causing an allergic reaction she also said that she injured herself and that the producers kind of like pressured her into coming back too early and that kind of set off the shit storm yeah where then people were like nah that's not what happened and then she was like oh by the way uh, my, co- my co-star my co was super fucking sexist to not just me but like a ton of other people like sexually harassed people um, the producers were dog shit like uh, everyone on the crew was like really mean and so like she went way over the line and my instinct was too to believe her because the way they handled it they, they were so quiet about everything I was like oh shit is this what happened and yeah like the Berlanti, uh, Warner Brothers they all came out and like even the actor was like that shit didn't happen. And yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, that's par for the course. Of course you'd say that, but like, if you're in the industry, you know when the crew comes in, that's when shit gets yeah. real. That because, changed my whole opinion. Because on like, the crew is a neutral party. They they have no stake in the game. Yeah, they get paid either way. So you gotta really piss off the crew for them to pick a camp. And the fact that they were like, yeah, Ruby Rose, she's a fucking tyrant. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh shit, that's the end of her career. Yeah most likely <laughs> no, like, it's, well,
0: Especially because shes If she was a man Doing this thing Give her a few years He'd be fine Yeah she'd be Mel Gibson But but I, yeah. I, I, We are harsher on women
1: Yeah like Like The crew coming out And like Because I, I I saw a tweet And it was like One of One of the One of the grips Like lead grip Was like If If any of what She was saying Is true Why is every member Of the crew Still working Yeah On season three you know what? Why did no one else leave? Why is she the only one who left? Exactly. You know, no. and and I'm like, damn, that's a fair point.
0: Okay, I was gonna I'm gonna add this story into my. So we now have to still have three more articles, Scott. This Woo! brings me into another thing I want to talk about: the shooting on the mo- on the set of Rust. Alec Baldwin's oh, thing. yeah. Okay. So, from what I've understood, okay, Alec Baldwin was was given a gun. He was told was not a hot weapon. Mm-hmm. Fired it on set. Ends up killing a camera. What she was? I don't have this pulled up in front of She was of
1: director of photography. Director
0: of photography and killing her.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah. He he hit her directly and also hit the uh, director.
0: Okay. So, so for, so I yeah, a shotgun. I've been it, re- it
1: hasn't been officially stated that it was a shotgun, but we all know is a shotgun. I've been That's researching. the only way that that works.
0: I've been researching this because I, I, I don't know how this would happen on a set, how this would thing go off and, the, and it shouldn't have happened is what I've learned. Yeah. I follow a bunch of uh, people that are in the entertainment industry who knew her uh, following up Paul Shear, uh, who does a podcast I like called How This Get Made. It doesn't really matter here. But he's been on sets before. He knows stuff works. Like, for that to have happened, there was so much neglect to get the, get the gun even into Alec Baldwin's hands. hmm they, they're, they're supposed to never point any, a gun at anybody on set, even mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be not a hot gun. They are supposed to uh, check to make sure, fire it off at nothing before they use it to make sure that no one ever, again, is firing a gun at anybody. Mm-hmm. This, all these checks and balances are supposed to be done that apparently were not being done on that set. Three, I think, no, not three people. Six people had already walked out on that set earlier that day because they were not following safety protocols. Yeah,
1: this was the third, third time. This was the third Third incident. Actually, no. That day. There were three
0: times that this had happened before. Four times. When yeah, this was head. the fourth. Yeah, this
1: was the fourth incident that day.
0: Yeah. You do not cut corners when it comes to safety in Hollywood. That's. Yeah. It is so stupid for our entertainment. People die. It's not yeah. the first time it's happened. Well, I mean, and it's not going to be the last time.
1: I mean, like, like it's it, it it's somewhat valorous to claim that it was for our entertainment. It wasn't. It was because they were scared shitless of the Ayatsi, fucking strike yeah. that's what it was so they were rushing yeah they were rushing they were cutting corners um you know this was a micro budget film uh Alec was Alec was funding it himself they uh, from what I understand they were already because of the Ietsi shit they were already um way over schedule, way over budget pushing themselves way too hard they were having people quitting left and right um so they clearly didn't have the appropriate people they had non union people so they they were they were up shit's creek they didn't know their ass from their elbow and they they clearly the negligence like i know a lot of people are blaming alec baldwin it's and, not
0: his fault i don't know i think. mean like on it's some level up.
1: on some level as a producer it yes. is his fault because he hired all of the people now uh, i don't know exactly how his production team worked and who directly hired the prop manager specifically who was in charge of firearms
0: yes Uh,
1: whoever hired that person they are the they are the person responsible
0: I'll give you that but it's also like I just can't imagine like I I I don't think Al Baldwin's a good person I think he's a piece of shit but I think that's a de- one thing to go like, I think he's a piece of shit. And then, I know the bigger tragedy is that this woman died. Yeah. But yeah. imagine if you accidentally murdered somebody. Oh, yeah. From from all the accounts. He doesn't deserve All that. of the
1: accounts. The police accounts said Alec Baldwin was was a complete fucking wreck. He was he was crying. He was like, he was he was a fucking emotional wreck. Because he just
0: fucking killed. He shot yeah. a woman with a it's fucking so, shotgun. It's so horrible. And people are like going, uh... Well, we need new rules on sets in order to solve this problem so it doesn't happen no, again. No, we just need to enforce but the rules we already that's fucking what, have. I was just going to say, James Gunn said, that's the reason why it happened. We have rules in place. If they are not followed, no amount of new rules are going to change yeah. that. Now, they I have heard that um, that some sets are, are starting to come up with the idea, and I think it's a good idea to do this, that they will no longer even fire blanks on set anymore. We could add all that stuff an edit
1: yeah I I I got in an argument with a with a colleague of mine about that because we were talking and I I could not for the life of me figure out why we are still using live guns in any capacity no
0: no, even even
1: blanks because blanks are extremely fucking dangerous we seem to be under this false notion that they're not but they're extremely fucking dangerous um and it's like, okay, we we have the technology to make a, a gun look extremely realistic with with basic CGI. Yeah. It not that's not that expensive. No. And and my friend who was a, who's a post editor was like arguing with me that it's a dollars thing. And it's like it's like, well, it costs this much, and I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. I I'm sure if you do dollars to donuts, the amount of prep work, the amount of insurance, the amount of the amount of liability, and the fact that you're Literally taking someone's life into your hands. Yeah, the the cost is negotiable.
0: It's so much more safe, and it's, not, it's in this day and age, it's dumb not to do it any other way.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not 2006 where you're like, oh yeah, that's that's clearly a CGI gun. Like it's it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's what I hope comes out of this. I hope that we just stop using practical guns. Yes, yeah. like it makes no goddamn sense.
0: No, it does not. All like, right,
1: we shouldn't have Brandon Lee's. We shouldn't have we shouldn't have that That poor woman like I feel so bad for her family I feel so bad for the director um, and his injury you know I, I don't know how extensive it was I know he was in the hospital for three days so it was pretty fucking extensive I feel so bad for Alec Baldwin I feel bad for everyone who witnessed that can
0: yeah. you imagine no it's horrifying it's horrifying you never expect to show up to work and have someone accidentally get killed yeah But it's all negligence, and it it could have been prevented. That's the thing that's really frustrating about it. And it was just
1: because everyone was scared about bullshit that didn't even fucking matter. Exactly. Didn't even matter. So what if there was a strike? Your production would have been slowed for a couple of weeks. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. It wasn't worth her life.
0: All right, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. I have two more articles I want to talk about. Uh, I'll say the lightest one for last. Uh, The first one is... So they're going to make a movie about Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne's love story. (laughs) I mean, they do have a pretty good love story. It's not the, bad. They're not good to each other. He's cheated on her multiple times. I, well, I mean... That's, He's treated her like crap. Yeah, She's well, like his living maid. It's not a good love story.
1: I mean, when they were young, it was kind of good.
0: Because we didn't know them that well. We had seen how they were on reality TV. And yeah, that's Her true. on the, the chew or the... the, the or whatever the fuck her show was where she's a horrible person.
1: <laughs> she is a
0: horrible person. Like these are not people. people. I don't want a movie celebrating their love because they're both terrible. Look, Ozzy made some great songs and she helped keep him on track somewhat when making his career, but I don't care give a fuck about the Osbournes. Yeah. I don't want to hear their story. It's well, all gonna be fictional. If it's gonna be about their love story, it's gonna be so fictionalized and cleansed up to make it a good story. Well like let's not let's not kid ourselves like who the like? Oh man! Oh,
1: I wonder who's producing this. Oh yeah, they are. On, they are <laughs> yeah, on it. They are yeah, behind this. I, I wonder who came up with the idea of like, hey, who who would want to make the Osborne? They did. <laughs> they I
0: did will say their idea. This might be like one of those roles people might see as Oscar to play to play uh to play Ozzy sounds like Oscar bait Yeah, that's it. Oscar sounds like a, like because he's the closest to like a, a Jack Sparrow in the way he talks that I've seen him, like a real person. Fuck! All right, Dreamcast. Dreamcasting, oh, who do we do? I have not thought about that. Who, who do we do? Who's, who even
1: fits who? in that criteria? All right, one. All right, here, here, we, go. All right. here we go. Uh, Ozzy. Fuck, that's hard. The
0: closest I could think of, and he's a good actor, but I don't know if he could do this. I'm going to go back to someone we talked about earlier, Oscar Isaac. I can see him I can see him with makeup and stuff like that starting to look a little bit like Ozzy. Oscar Isaac.
1: Interesting choice. Could Oscar Isaac do... Uh, Liverpudlian acts. I don't know
0: yeah but I'm, I'm basing solely on the fact that I think he's a good actor and I can see him pulling off the look yeah he could pull off the look hmm,
1: hmm, hmm, hmm,
0: hmm, hmm. or another guy uh, who could he'd have to change his look more dramatically but I know he could sing and I know he has range would be Taron Egerton well, either he, one they, of those yeah, yeah but I mean Taron
1: Egerton already has fucking Elton John I know
0: What if he's that guy? What if he's the guy we go to for these kind of things? He's the go to. He's super fucking talented.
1: Alright. Here. Okay. Who's yours? Alright. Because Ozzy has always been on the heavier side. Okay. I want, like, Timothy Chalamet. Just so Timothy Chalamet has to
0: gain, like, 70 pounds. I wouldn't watch it. I do not get Timothy Chalamet. But, but dude, Why is dude, he in everything? He's terrible.
1: Dude, how fucking funny would yes. it be if Timothee, like, if he pulled a fucking Jared Leto and gained like 75 And then pounds. made a
0: terrible movie like Jared Leto <laughs> and gave it all that way? Yes. <laughs> that would be fun. oh, that I would, fucking love that. That would be great. Oh. Okay, okay, can you explain, do you like Chalamet? I do not get it.
1: I, I I haven't seen Dune yet, so I I I, I haven't seen Judge Dune
0: by... yet, but I've seen him in other things. He was in Lady Bird. He was in um, he was in uh, fuck that uh, Call Me by Your Name. Call I, Me by My Name. That... I
1: refuse to see any Army Hammer film. Well, I watched
0: this before he was known as a horrible person. No, I I re- I just refused
1: to see any. I I refused... even before I found out that he was a cannibal. Oh okay. Um, it was just like he bought his way into Hollywood, and fuck that guy.
0: I watch almost every year. I didn't do it this year because I didn't didn't go to the movies that much because of COVID. But uh, I watch basically any movie that's nominated for Best Picture. I've done that for the last like six years. So that's why I watched that movie. Terrible movie. Yeah, But uh, Timothy Chalamet, I've never liked it.
1: I I have seen like Sorry for Bothering You because I didn't know he was in it. Um, I did see The Network because I didn't know he was in it. But like if I know, if I know Army Hammer is going to be in a movie... I actively
0: avoid it. Well, shouldn't be a problem anymore. And then yeah. He's done.
1: Yeah, he uh, bit off more than he could chew. Uh. <laughs> I mean like the brass balls of that billionaire fuck. Be like, "Hey, I'm so rich, I could eat people."
0: Yeah, like, oh, he thought that would work, yeah. And <laughs> just be like,
1: "Uh, uh whatever, don't kink shame me." <laughs> Right. Uh, but all right. Who's your Sharon? Oh,
0: Sharon seems harder. Uh, shit. I don't know. Who do you think Sharon would fit? She's so loud and she has a very strong presence. Yeah. The problem is, is that uh, Hollywood tends to uh get women that they all kind. Of, a lot of women in Hollywood look the same. They look They're the all the same, same yeah. type. So like, I don't see anyone fitting into her type without some drastic alteration. Okay. Um.
1: There was a YouTube, no, not YouTube, a fucking Netflix TV show Um, about, it was a British TV show about, like, two British kids, and the dude was, like, a sociopath, and he was like, I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm gonna kill this girl. And the girl was, like, super fucked up, and she's like, I'm in love with this guy.
0: Oh, I know, uh, shit, I know what you're talking about. End of the fucking world.
1: End of the fucking world, yeah. The girl from End of the Fucking World. Okay. She would be a perfect Sharon Osbourne.
0: I don't. Maybe I, I. I think. Feel like she looks a little young for what I'm picturing the movie as. Well, they they met each other when they were like fucking True. 18. So she could play her at a portion of the movie. I think she's really fucking young. Uh, maybe my choice is a little bit too old now. I'm thinking about. She has a little bit of transformation, but I could see her playing this re- role very well. Would be Rose Byrne.
1: Mm, yeah, Rose Byrne would be a good choice.
0: All right. So we, we cast the movie. Uh, give us some yeah. money. If if either one of our any of our people get cast. I want some fucking money. I'm yeah, no Hollywood. Hollywood. We know you're listening. After you fucked up the Continental, I am now demanding money. I was giving this away for free before, but now I'm going to sue you. Mm hmm. All right. So, the last story I'm going to talk about is that they have ordered a TV series on Hulu from Mel Brooks, History of the World, Part 2. What do you think?
1: I'm very happy. You are? I'm very happy. I think, obviously, this is this is going to be Mel Brooks' last hurrah.
0: Most likely, yeah. I'm surprised. He's one of those people I'm surprised is still alive.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I just killed him. You did. It's like, <laughs> Mel Brooks announced dead. Killed by Carl Etner. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he fucking dies today, I'd blame him, Oh, too. yeah.
0: It's happening uh, on the one of my older podcasts. I were talking about Michael Jackson. I made a joke about him. He died the next day.
1: <laughs> uh I mean, like, the thing about Mel Brooks is, Mel Brooks is that kind of comedian where he does not give a fuck. He's never given a fuck. You know, people always make that terrible Facebook joke of like, oh, you couldn't make uh, Blazing Saddles today. And it's like, fuck you, Mel Brooks could if he wanted to.
0: I don't see what's wrong with Blazing Saddles. Nothing's I, wrong with
1: Blazing Saddles.
0: It is, it is all about making fun of people that think the way they're taking it on.
1: Yeah, it is
0: a, f- a movie that that's brave. But I don't think there's anything fucked up about it. Yeah,
1: no. It it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how comedy works. It's it's uh, humorless people make that comment. And By the way,
0: Blazing Saddles is my favorite Mel Brooks.
1: Uh, it's the best Mel Brooks film, hands down, easy peasy. Like I know everyone's like Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein's good. Yeah, it's a
0: great movie, but, but uh, Blazing, Blazing and Saddles is way more laugh out loud funny. Laugh
1: out loud funny. It's it's better. It's better performances. It's a better script. It's better cinematography. It's a better satire. Yeah. Uh, it's it's categorically better. Um, I, I'm I'm disappointed we never got to see a a a, a, a musical stage play adaptation of that because that would have been like
0: yeah. bonkers. It would. I don't think that. I don't think that would work.
1: Yeah. No. It could have. Like, especially like post Hamilton. I think Mel Brooks would have, like, if if Mel Brooks would have been, like, five years younger, I think he would have had just enough piss and vinegar to be like, fuck this Lin-Manuel Miranda for thinking he's hot shit. I'm doing blazing fucking saddles. I will say,
0: though, I love the producer's musical. I even saw it on Broadway with Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. Uh, I listened to the soundtrack of Young Frankenstein and wasn't as as impressed. Young
1: Young Frankenstein is not as good. I saw saw it when I was at the Pantages with, uh, with, uh... Jason Alexander and Martin Short. Oh, okay. And that was an amazing fucking. Oh, discussion. I'm sure. Oh my
0: god! I used to hate Martin Short, and now I can't figure out why. I love Martin Short now. Yeah, he's fantastic. Have you have you watched um Only Murders in the Building? I am two episodes behind.
1: Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Love I love Steve Martin's back again because Steve Martin hasn't made anything good in a long time. Long but man, this is so good. Oh, uh,
1: When he's back, he's back. Uh, speaking of uh, old comedians who get it. Um, <laughs> That's why I have no problem that like uh, history of the world part two is gonna work, because Mel Brooks has the teeth. He gets it. He's not afraid. He's not one of those guys. You know, he's never said shit about cancel culture. No, he hasn't. Shit. You know, twenty years ago he didn't say shit about PC culture. Yeah. Forty years ago he didn't say shit about whatever the version of what they were of what it was then. Like he's never he he's never fucking worried about that. No, he's, because he's always known the line moves and you move with yes. it. Yes, you know. Um, and so, like, I can't wait to see what the history of the world part two looks like.
0: I'm going to watch it. Mel Brooks is weird for me. I either love it or I fucking hate it. I do not like history of the world part one. I. I do not think it's a funny film. So I will watch History of the World Part 2, but I do not have great expectations. (laughs) Almost anything where Mel Brooks was a major character in it, do not like. You see, that's why I think History of the World Part 2
1: is going to be good, because he can't be a main character. Maybe. He's too goddamn old. He's very fucking old. He, like, physically can't be the main character. Because I'll concede that point to you. Whenever he is the main character, it's usually the weaker stuff. Like, like History of the World Part 1 is weaker because it's like man this would be a lot better if Gene Wilder was the main yes. character like the French Revolution stuff is very funny with him as the lead you know is like it's good to be king but like all of the other stuff it's like this would be a lot better if it was other people like I, he really but, should have shared the role but
0: even the, sometimes when he like I don't like Spaceballs either uh, the I, I'll tell you there's only like a couple that I really like I love Young Frankenstein I love Blazing Saddles. I love Producers uh-huh. besides that I'm kind of out
1: you know like like silent Pictures?
0: I have not seen Silent Pictures. I've seen, um, fuck, the, the Hitchcock one wasn't that big of a fan of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a bunch of other ones, I can't remember, but. Dracula y- dead and loving it? Okay, I loved that as a kid, but I haven't watched it because I heard such bad things about it. Okay. So I'm afraid to go back.
1: Robin Hood. Hate Men that movie.
0: Only, there's only diets. one moment I like. Makes me laugh out loud every time ladies and gentlemen lend me your ears and they throw their ears on stage <laughs> that is a great, a great gag a great
1: but other than that I don't man, like that, that movie that movie that movie's why I got into comedy I remember watching that as a little kid being like that, that,
0: we could do that I could be a clown I only like Carrie Elwes in one movie and that's Princess Bride other than mm. that I don't really like him
1: see I only like him in one movie and it's uh, Liar Liar
0: He is in that. He's good in that. He fits that role. But I'm not a fan of him in that movie. Uh, But he he, did a good job of that. When he does
1: The Claw and you're like, you can't fucking do that. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. That's not your thing.
0: I remember. uh, So, I think I told this this story on the podcast before. But I'm going to tell it again anyway. Because I think it's fucking stupid. So, I loved... That was my favorite movie for a long time. Liar, liar. Jim Mm. Carrey's the whole reason I even wanted to be a comedian. Uh, And so, I watched the movie like crazy. But I didn't understand all the lines. (laughs) So, uh... There's a point in the, around the end of the movie. He's talking to Jennifer Tilly. I think it's Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, it's Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, and he's uh, he found a way to get past how to how to win the case in a in a indirect way that he's trying to do. And he's going through her driver's license, and he asks her her weight. She says her weight. He goes, "Yeah, in your bra," referring to the fact that she has huge huge boobs, and she's obviously lying. I didn't get what that meant. So I used that as a term which somehow that meant that you're lying. So I used that all the fucking time as a little kid. <laughs> to whatever someone was lying, you would yeah. go, yeah, yeah in, in your, your bra. It's a matter of a little kid doing that. God
1: damn it. Uh, I really want this iteration of your podcast to become super successful so that you can have a shirt that you sell online that says yeah in your bra because oh, sure. that would be great merch
0: I'm sure that's going to happen I, I want re- that to happen there are some episodes where there are like 28 people have listened to it so oh, wow yeah no we're, we're getting we're getting it, there, we're getting we're there. Getting oh, yeah. any getting day now there. I'm going to get some sponsors
1: <laughs> it can happen it will happen because I, I that's that's so fucking great I love that I love just the idea <laughs> it's so great
0: all right all right uh, First, for, so uh, that's all the entertainment news we're going to go that's into all today all the
1: entertainment news we have for today
0: uh, but to finish this off last week uh, not last week last episode my wife and I went through No Time to Die and if you haven't seen the movie yet you might want to turn this off so we're going to be talking about what we think the future of the franchise should be so Stop listening because it's gonna have spoilers for No Time to Die.
1: Yeah. Oh man, uh, you're you're cutting yourself out all the primo content. Uh, an hour and
0: fifty six <laughs> minutes in. Yeah. Ah, oh, poor you. I think you got. I think you got your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at the end of No Time to Die. Yeah. James Bond is dead, 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 dead. He done blown the fuck up. There's no moment where you think, like, oh, he could have hit here. He's standing out in the open and they fire so many fucking missiles. They really hammer home the point. <laughs> He's fucking dead.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that, but if you stay after the credits, at the end of the credits, it says, James Bond will return. Yes. So they are not intending to stop this franchise, despite what I'm going to say that might shock you. I think James Bond should end. Yes. That is my point of view. No More James Bond. Yes. I think it's a perfect way to end this series. Agreed. I was so moved. I loved it so much. Yeah. It was so perfect. Thank you Daniel Craig for giving me a uh, mostly fantastic era, era with some bad movies mixed in. Even even the weakest
1: even the weakest film in the Daniel Craig series is still better than most of the best in the other in the other iterations
0: I would not agree with that I think he has two stinkers that being said one of the stinkers you absolutely have to watch in order to get No Time to Die you have to watch Spectre which is unfortunate Quantum of Solace is not that bad it is a terrible movie it's not that bad it's a rushed movie they didn't have a script when they started filming because of the writer's script I'm aware and you can see it I'm terrible, a, terrible action terrible not editing that. terrible story you spend two that. hours getting back to war at the end of Casino Royale waste of time it's not that bad though when's the last time you watched it not that long ago it's not I that rewatched bad. all those movies recently. I rewatched
1: them too it's not that bad it's a really bad movie as far as continuity goes that's the one of the things I really like about the Daniel Craig series is they all line up personally I rank I rank uh Quantum of Solace a little higher than Spectre. Spectre is is trying way too hard to chase trends. At the, least Quantum of Solace is doing its own thing.
0: At least Spectre has some good scenes. I love some scenes. Spectre is a terrible movie, but there's some good scenes. Uh, but we're getting off topic here. Yeah. That being said, if you want to watch, if you haven't watched No Time to Die, you should stay We in are range not going. Point.
1: We are not going to debate that. But at uh, least we are in agreement that James Bond should be yeah. done.
0: That be, but I'll just say really quickly the movies you need to see before no, no No Time to Die is Casino Royale Spectre and No Time to Die the other ones might be good I think Skyfall is a good movie but it doesn't really connect
1: yeah you don't need to watch Skyfall yeah you don't need to watch Quantum of Solace just those three
0: movies okay so but I want to talk about the possible directions the movies can go mm-hmm. even if we think it could it should end yeah so one of them is they continue on the series. And somehow James Bond survived that. I don't like that idea because that takes away the whole point of the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, that would be a terrible fucking idea. That would be the absolute worst fucking idea you could do.
0: Another one would be to reboot the movie again. Which I Mm -hmm. think, if they're going to do this, they have to swing for the fucking fences. This is a time where you cast a person of color as James Bond. Mm -hmm. This is the one where you make wild choices that you would never have made before. To make it mean something. If you're going to go back to the old formula... Like it's a waste of time That being said If you're gonna do this You gotta wait a while Cause I'm not ready For another reboot oh, We yeah, just yeah, had no. one So yeah. it seems like A waste of time
1: Yeah you can't You can't come out With a new James Bond In two years But let's be frank They're gonna do it Oh they, yeah They said yeah. James Bond Will return yeah. They said
0: they're gonna Start t- talking casting In 2022 yeah. So it's going to happen It's gonna happen Broccoli can't help Themselves So is there any option Where you think, at all Think this is a good idea For this to continue They did such a good ending It capped it off No I do
1: don't uh, like one when your director of the final film says of the of like one of the first films. Yeah, it's super problematic. The whole franchise probably is super problematic. Oh yeah, with like the star of the series is like nah. You know, I don't I don't I don't think like people of color and women should like have this role because they're like better roles. Like we should just write better roles for people. It's like read the room guys James Bond is a figure of the past it is it yeah. is a male fantasy that exists in the past
0: It and look it's my favorite franchise I love it to death but they did it they told the story it's yeah. done there's nothing if you go back to the old style of movies you reboot it and you start making like Pierce Brosnan like films or mm-hmm. anything like that it's gonna seem to pale pale in comparison to yeah. Daniel Craiger. it's not gonna work we've done it we yeah. told the story.
1: There's, there's no way. There's no way you can do. That's not true. There's one way you can do it, and that is to completely upend it. To completely upend it. But the the powers that be. What what is it? Eo, uh, EON. Yeah. EON will not allow that to happen because they've never allowed that to happen. That's the only way you could successfully do it at this point, because because the Daniel Craig uh, series was the perfect distillation of everything that makes James Bond great. It was an homage. It was a cheeky little parody at times, but it was always a loving, um, a loving distillation of what makes James Bond yeah. great.
0: It, and it was, so I always thought, even before they killed off James Bond, it would be hard to cast after this, because James Bond before Daniel Craig. Was basically a blank vessel. Yeah, there was not much to him. You never learned about his past. He wasn't a person. He was yeah. never developed. This is the first one with character development, which makes it harder to change him over. There is another theory that people could use to pull this forward. Now, this one, a lot of people always use the theory that James Bond is a code name. Mm-hmm. Now that would not make sense in the Daniel Craig era because... Yeah, that does not work with Daniel Craig at all. It's established he grew up as James Bond or else why the fuck would, uh, would Blofeld, who knew him as a child, still call him James Bond? He'd call him by his real fucking name.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Sky... Skyfall Estate is clearly the Bond estate. Yeah,
0: it's clearly the Bond estate. There's no way that that's a code name. Now... They could continue series with that being a code name, but again, that doesn't make yeah, sense. To why me. would you like that? Is
1: antithetical to spy work. Yes, you know why? Why would your spy have the code
0: name? Now, I would not be upset with them continuing the universe without James Bond. If they just keep uh, the next series, maybe falls follows. Uh, I came I think her name was Naomi mm-hmm. the yeah, new 007 Naomi. they followed her I would be—I would have no problem with following Anna Diarmas's character who was yeah, the highlight of the movie she was oh so much God. fun it's the its the most fun sequence in the movie because that movie is dark yeah. and not a lot of fun but that sequence is so much fun I would so not mind fun. following her I yes, would not mind following did... MG, uh, just M's office and all the different agents go in there but James Bond the whole concept of James Bond is dead
1: but they did not say that. They did not say 007 will return. They said they James Bond. They specifically said James Bond I know. will return.
0: And that's why they're going to fuck up.
1: That's why they're going to fuck that up. That
0: being said, I'm going to go. I've seen all the Roger Moore films. I could watch what they make after this. Well, because the
1: Roger Moore films are, are fantastic.
0: terrible, Well, except for three of them. He has three good movies. Yeah, he has three
1: amazing films. Yes. And several mediocre films despite that are still him, enjoyable.
0: Despite Roger Moore, they made some good movies. Roger Moore is not the weakest part of those movies. Oh yes he is. How dare you, sir? He's pretty damn bad. And the writing doesn't help. But even in his good movies, he's bad in them.
1: I will say this, Roger Moore is the only James Bond to successfully kill Ernst
0: Blofeld. Yeah, that's because it was done out of spite. It doesn't matter why it was done. It's, he's the only one to do it. Yes, he did it in a in a movie for your in the beginning for your eyes only. They didn't have the rights to the name. You just know it's him because he's petting a cat and has a bald head. Does he kill him? Yes. In a short sequence of the beginning of the movie that does not matter to the rest of the film. Does he come back
1: in any subsequent films? No. Ergo, he successfully kills him.
0: Doesn't matter. It, that makes him
1: the best James Bond. It
0: does not make, his performance in there wasn't that good. It, so it doesn't matter if he's what he. It doesn't matter what the character does. It matters what the performance was. The does performance he look good in a tux? No. Does he
1: sleep with women?
0: He's Grandpa does he go, Bond. He's, does he go on cheeky
1: adventures? Does he, he have wacky gadgets? Does he successfully kill Ernst Blofeld the He was best
0: Bond. He was too fucking old in his first movie. Even,
1: even Daniel Craig can't successfully kill Ernst Blofeld and he was in a fucking box. And
0: he was in a fucking box. Didn't he accidentally kill him? Yeah, he accidentally killed him. There he did no, it. No, he didn't kill him. Someone else killed him. Through what? Lucifer Satan. Yeah. The most,
1: the most on-the-nose name ever yeah. killed him. It's a little bit much. In, in, in a universe of on-the-nose evil names, Lucifer Satan definitely well, takes the cake. To be
0: fair, most of the on-the-nose names were for more for the women. Yeah. I, I don't think you get more on-the-nose than Pussy Galore. <laughs> oh, my God. The fact that, okay, that book I think was made before From Russia With Love, but From Russia With Love is one that made James Bond a household name, because yeah. Kennedy read it, and everyone, because Kennedy read it, everyone got really into James Bond. Mm-hmm. So the fact that a, a president read a book in a series that takes place after a book in a series had Pussy Galore as a main character's name is fucking insane to me.
1: Ian Fleming would be rolling in his grave. <laughs>
0: There were no sexy puns in No Time to Die. Where's the names? Naomi's not a sexy name.
1: I I will say, like, No Time to... Like, it's very interesting. I was thinking about this. Uh, The Daniel Craig series is a surprisingly sexless James Bond series. Like, like, that's a very interesting thing.
0: Well, I think he chose it that way. It... it to be for each movie gets a little bit more that way. the The more he develops as a character, the less sex he has. Besides Quantum of Solace, which has no sex. Oh, no, that's one sex in. It has.
1: It has. Uh, yeah, he sleeps with Strawberry
0: Fields. Fiel- 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 but the first one, he sleeps with multiple women. No. Yes, he does. He sleeps with the guy, the the guy's uh, wife. She no, gets killed. He doesn't sleep. Yes, with her. he does.
1: No, he specifically goes out of his way to state that he's not going to sleep with her. Remember, he orders caviar and champagne.
0: I thought they already slept with each other before that. No, they didn't sleep
1: with each other. Uh, they I'm gonna... didn't sleep I'm with gonna each disagree. other. I'm going to disagree. Okay. No, because she's like, she's like, are we going to sleep? And he's like, no, I have a plane to catch. And then he goes and kills her husband. He doesn't sleep with her at all. He he doesn't sleep. The only woman he sleeps with in that movie is Vespa. Vesper. Vesper. Sorry.
0: We can both correct each other on that movie now. Okay, we're it's, even.
1: Oh, yes, we're even. And then he only sleeps with Strawberry Fields in the second. And then in... Uh, the third one is Skyfall. And he doesn't sleep with... No, he sleeps with the...
0: Uh, he sleeps with the... He has a very rapey shower scene.
1: Very rapey shower scene with the with chick who gets shot in the head.
0: Like the next scene.
1: In the next scene. Um, and then in... Uh, Spectre,
0: he sleeps with... I barely remember that movie because I don't. I, know I don't think he sleeps with Madeline
1: in that movie. I don't.
0: You know he does afterwards because yeah, he's gonna obviously, because yeah. he has a kid. Yeah, um, I don't think he sleeps with anybody, Inspector. I don't remember. What about Dave Bautista? There might have been. There seemed like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was
1: definitely chemistry between uh, Minx and uh, him.
0: His name was Minx? Something like that. Yeah, I yeah hope was, his name was Minx. That's a
1: terrible name. I don't know why they didn't just make him Jaws. Like, that makes no goddamn sense. It would have been good, yeah. It would have been great if they just made him Jaws. Jaws
0: or Odd Jobs, something like that. Just something he, like that. He had a, just give him metal. Yeah, you
1: don't have to have him try and bite. Just give him a metal teeth. Anywho. And then, yeah, and then in this one,
0: he didn't sleep with anybody either. But he slept with Madeline. That's all. Oh. What I,
1: he he almost sleeps with uh with um fucking the chick from the Matrix.
0: Chick from the Matrix? Yeah, the the Italian I don't know who you're talking about. Inspector Oh, Inspector. I like I said I barely remember Spector. Butcelli. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't sleep with her? No, he almost sleeps with
1: her, but he doesn't.
0: Oh, okay. I think she gets killed? Something like that? I don't know. No, she doesn't get killed. He just, he like...
1: Oh I gotta God. rewatch.
0: I could swear he slept with her, but I don't remember. No, It doesn't he, fucking he matter. He sleeps
1: with like two women. Two,
0: three women. Entire franchise. That's fine. The, the, the sleeping with multiple women thing is definitely a thing of the past. Yeah,
1: no, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying like... I need He's still
0: sexist. Butt. He just, uh... But
1: I'm just saying like Roger yeah. Moore... Three, four women per film.
0: Well, that was the, that was the go-to for a long time. Most like, spawns all the way up to, through Bronson, Bronson did that.
1: Yeah, and none of them were rapey. It was always like it was. Uh, he, he, he had charmed
0: for days. He tried to break a girl's arm. He was definitely a little bit rapey. Yeah, uh, he,
1: he didn't sleep with her after. He slept,
0: yes, he did. He slept on the right. He got her in the shower. Got her, pulled through on the bed. She was pretty much naked. Trying to break her arm, and then afterwards slept with her.
1: Yeah, but it was playful.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Sean Connery. Sean Connery, I,
1: yeah, every woman he slept with was kind of like I think Tim- the implication. I think
0: Timothy Dalton's probably the cleanest on his yeah, sex I don't think, life.
1: I don't think Timothy Dalton even looked at women.
0: In he his he, he, had, he had sex in his movies, but there were, it was much less, and he's so he was not rapey at all. Because like yeah. half the time the women the women were trying to go with him, He was like, "No, I don't need any help," and then they just kept on coming with him anyways. He never forced them to do anything. That's
1: true. That's true. Anywho, the future. Uh, so we've decided they shouldn't. They shouldn't, shouldn't reboot. They sh- well, yeah. They shouldn't reboot. Shouldn't bring him back to life. Shouldn't bring him back to life. Shouldn't use his code name. Shouldn't use his code name. So what the fuck do you do?
0: I don't know. I really think they're gonna make a. Ba- it's gonna be a bad choice, no matter what they do.
1: Okay, so um, let's let's try and let's try and uh, polish this turd. They're going to reboot it. That's the only option they have. So pitch me. No, I'll pitch you first because I am less of the superfan. I am going to pitch you my James Bond series.
0: Okay, because I don't have one. Well, It'll give you time to think. Okay, sure.
1: All right. So here's what I do. I'm going to combine what the internet hates with what the internet wants. Okay. Into a perfect, uh, into a perfect souffle of 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 no one is happy. Okay. It is a James Bond series based on the original novels taking place in the 60s. Okay.
0: Quentin Tarantino pitched this before. Oh.
1: People say I look like him. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't see it. But James Bond is a black man. Okay. Played by Sam from fucking Ted Lasso.
0: The likable soccer player that's always happy—I don't see that, but I'll, I'll watch it. It just completely changes everything.
1: Yeah, because I think he could fucking do it.
0: Really, I've only seen him in Ted Lasso, so I don't know. I think he could
1: do it. And all right, so imagine James Bond is a a black African, or I'm sorry, black African—that's redundant. A, is well, to be a, fair,
0: there are all white people. He's a in Africa British Hill.
1: African? That's what I meant to say. Is a British African in the 1960s working for MI6? Like, he already is a spy no one's going to look for. Mm-hmm. No one's going to go, oh yeah, he's, he's clearly working for MI six. Okay. Right? So, like, it already works. Like, it already works. And it completely fucking undercuts all of the shit that exists in the James Bond stuff. It completely undercuts all of it. Because it, it, it subverts everything. It subverts all of the context in all of it. Okay, yeah, no,
0: that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, and and then you play with, you play with the fact that James is struggling, like, he's struggling with the fact that he's basically a weapon and and he's he's basically sent on all these suicide missions and he's saving the world but like no one can know about him and you play with this you play with this idea of what does it mean to be like a spy in the 60s or what does it mean to be like a black uh, a person of color in England what does it mean to be a person of color in the 60s what is what does it mean to like then you can explore all this stuff in a safe way without like Cause talking about it now is gonna be too problematic. Like mm-hmm. Eo Eon's not gonna go anywhere fucking near that. Um, but and, but by going to the past, if you make if you make James Bond white, that's a big no no. Cause then you then you're gonna run into all kinds of problems. But if you make him if you make him black, you have some interesting playgrounds. Okay, you have some interesting fun territory. Okay. Yeah. And I do I do either Sam from Ted Lasso because that would be an interesting that that's a very safe choice because everybody likes him and it's like, "Oh, he came out of fucking nowhere." Or you do uh
0: I just don't know if he has that darkness in him because of Ted Lasso, they never give him dark moments.
1: Yeah, but that's why that's why I would be I'm interested. Fucking curious. Or you do uh you do Finn from uh Star Wars. John Boyega. John Boyega. Cuz he can fucking do it. He can act. That 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 guy can fucking
0: act. Yeah. Okay. I have I have my my pitch. Okay. So we go back to the old franchise. We go back pre pre cray Bronson or you know all that connect connected universe. Mm-hmm. Jump forward in time. It follows Bond as the new M. Oh shit. But it's so there will be a new agent that he's in control. The difference is these movies are a little bit more political and it shows the the workings both from the M office his maneuverings through there to get things done and maybe even sometimes trying to get back into the field because that's what he misses uh-huh. and the other agent who's actually out there doing stuff it's a uh, kind of it's it's Bond trying to settle into his new life where he has different responsibilities that's good you can't I like that. you can't go back to the old style Bond you just can't you just but can't. saying that universe. And bring him in as a new character, but as the old person as well. I think it's perfect.
1: Okay, I want to hop on to this one and play with it a little bit. Okay. 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 So we take this. So Pierce Brosnan returning as James Bond.
0: Pierce Brosnan, or I love Timothy Dalton. I bring back Timothy Dalton doing it. anything from that era, but Timothy yeah, Dalton okay. Brosnan.
1: Okay. Okay. Either or. Here's why I say. Here's why I say Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Because then we can bring back Judi Dench. Okay. Judi Dench is retired as M. Well, they're the same universe. So uh, bring back Judy Dench, and then bring bring in no fuck it. Bring back but Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Here's why. Okay. Because in this universe, James
0: Bond is a code name. Don't like it. Don't like it. Backing off of it. They had the shared. They had the shared wife. They had Tracy's grave and Roger Moore and and, and uh God damn it! You're right. Under Managed Secret Service, they're connected. Can't do that.
1: <sighs> Fair point.
0: But yeah, okay. Let's let's we can just bring back one back one of them as some other character. Well, hell, no. I- hell, bring back. Dalton is now Felix Leiter and <laughs> in Brosnan's Bond, Felix leiter has been recast a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, that's true. He has been. Re- I I do like that. Uh, I do like that they brought him back in No Time to Die. And then they killed it because, like, yeah, that's what would happen to Felix.
0: Well, here's my thing: I was, like, I had heard that that movie was sad, so I came in there. I was like, okay, I got the Felix scene. Felix dies. Okay, yeah, I'm sad about that. There's a sad moment, and then he went further.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I was kind of disappointed that like b- like James did not go full rampage mode, like like he's supposed to when Felix dies yeah he's supposed to go full archer like rampage
0: license to kill yeah he didn't die but he got hurt bad
1: yeah it's it's supposed to be a fucking rampage I was a little disappointed well there's actually a couple things I was disappointed you know it wasn't perfect I, I still it I would it. have really really liked it if if Lucifer Satan was actually Dr. No
0: a lot of people thought he was going to be because he was fucking wearing a no mask
1: and the film was called No Time to Die. Yeah. Like, why not? Why not just make him Dr. No? I don't know. Like, he, he was fucking on a nuclear fucking
0: base. It was definitely an He dressed like him. He had like, so he much stuff. he dressed yeah.
1: like him. He had, like, a weird French accent. Like, yeah. it made no goddamn sense. What no. would it have hurt to make him Dr. No? To be no?
0: fair, the whole character was just fucking weak. Yeah, the, that was a weak
1: sauce villain. I, well, and that gets to my problem with film right now. Like, big budget film right now. I hate the fact that like it is scripts written by committee. Mm-hmm. You know, you there are there were four fucking uh listed screenwriters for that film, which means there were at least three other uncredited screenwriters mm-hmm. on that film. In addition to the producers adding notes as well, uh, the director adding notes, the actors adding notes, like there were so many fucking people involved in that script. I no wonder it it was a confusing or uh, like a muddled fucking mess at times.
0: I still love the movie. I get four and a half out of five, but it it had problems.
1: Yeah, like and one of them was a weak ass fucking villain.
0: Which, to be fair, is is a Bond tradition. Yeah, very rarely do they have a good villain. True.
1: But but the the Craig series usually does pretty well. Lashifa
0: is amazing. One the best villain ever in the Bond well, film.
1: Mads Mikkelsen never disappoints. No,
0: he does not. Go does watch not. another round. Great movie.
1: Great fucking movie. Um, but no, I, I really like that. I really that's that's a great way. Just being like, you just hop over the Daniel Craig. <laughs> to. It's just be like bring Pierce Brosnan back. He's James Bond. Bring back Money Penny.
0: Yeah, for sure. Fuck it, they're married. They're, I was just gonna say that. They're married. He's now. M. They don't reveal that for a while. No, That'll be no. a, a shock they're, at the end of the film.
1: Yeah, the next movies can have her. Yeah, more. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, so he's M, and Money
0: and Penny is still like the secretary. They sh- no. She's 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 head of something else. She's now she's no longer a secretary. She is something important in that. But okay. I don't know what she is yet. May maybe another department head. But you don't find out until the end of the movie that they're married when he goes home. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's yeah, they're like walking in the parking lot at MI6. Yeah.
0: Most of the movie they're contentious because they're fighting on different so they both want different things. So they're, oh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. And you're like, oh, oh, oh they great. fucking hate each other. And, then, and they're, then they're married and they put it all behind them when they're at home. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, they're like they're like fighting they're fighting and it's like it's like the end of the movie, like shit's been resolved, and they're still like they're still like bickering in, in the, the carport, because that's what that's what British folks call it. Uh, at Mi6, and they're like, and then they're like, they're like, well, have a good night. And then they both get in the same car, and you're like, ah, they're fucking married.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, like that. Yeah, would uh, be brilliant. Either one of our ideas would be better than doing the regular thing again. Yeah, and
1: and we we know they're going to do the regular thing again.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. You
1: know what? Fuck it. They should do both. They should do both at the same time. Here's what they should do. If they were fucking smart. They should take advantage of the streaming market. Mm-hmm. They should do one. They should do uh, one franchise as a film franchise and then the other one as a streaming platform. That would be interesting. Like, have two... Why Why only have
0: one? Yeah, that would be interesting. Something else I've heard about... This is reminding me of that. Uh, so, uh, copyright law works different in Canada than it does down here. I've heard... I haven't been able to find them that they're a low-budget... James Bond Canadian made films <laughs> I want to see those I don't know where you find those it might just be an urban legend I found online but I saw a news article about it years ago and I wanted to see Canadian James Bond <laughs> yeah me- <laughs> I can't fucking imagine that'd be bonkers I do, I, I'm gonna be 100% honest I don't know if it's true but yeah, man I, I don't think it's true I want to believe I don't think it's true I'm slapping uh, that believe poster in Ted Lasso's <laughs> room. I want to. believe. It is I there. Want uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe. Yeah, uh. I have an X Files poster, but just James Bond with Canadian Mountie clothes. I want to believe.
1: Part of me, part of me, just wants. Part of me just wants like old school 1960s James Bond, but like an interesting subversion of it. Just because we got robbed like a really we we've never really had a solid specter. No. We've never had a solid specter. And like I would love a solid specter. Like we didn't need the personal relationship between Blofeld and Bond. No, that was terrible. That was terrible. Blofeld and Bond hate each other because they are person they are professional rivals. That's it. That's the only reason why they hate each other. They're professional
0: rivals. I also think just because the what Bond is in the books and in the early movies, he is an agent made to fight the Cold War yeah you take away the, the Cold War there were so many movies afterwards like Golden Eye and, uh, and Casino Royale and other movies in the franchise that they keep on talking about Bonzo Relic yeah. of the Cold War and we keep on moving further and further away from the Cold War the Cold War wouldn't even make sense for Bond to have been in it anymore yeah like, you gotta
1: go back you gotta go back to the Cold War on some level or or I, that's why I like your idea because then with Bond as M he is a relic of the Cold War yes yeah, so then you can still keep that they could still keep that and now he's in a position of authority where he's like okay I don't really understand how like espionage works in the new world that would be a fun kind of premise but yeah you go back to the Cold War like that's where James Bond makes sense because yeah the whole Daniel Craig series starts with like you're a relic and each one was like old man Bond old man Bond old man Bond you're fine old man Bond like Spectre was the only one where like no you're fine you're
0: fine
1: (laughs) you're not old at all
0: yeah, because I think it, like yeah, in like two of them he wasn't even an agent anymore at the beginning of the movie. Well, like every single one of them, he goes rogue. Like yeah. every single. It's thing kind of like them. how if you watch like the Mission Impossible movies, in every besides the second one, in every movie his government's against him. Yeah, they have these weird things that they keep on bringing up over and over again in these franchises. <laughs> yeah, they are they are kind of uh, repeated. Uh,
1: someone described the Daniel Craig series very succinctly, and I really liked how they did it, where they said, um, it's the, the, um, what the fuck did they say it was? The, the, uh, the unpublished adventures of James Bond. And I thought that was a really good way of, of describing the Daniel Craig series. Because, like, if you really think about it, that would make sense. Like, those are the, the other stories, Like Skyfall would not be one of the it it would exist in the same universe where it's like, Oh yeah, there is uh uh Die Another Day or or Live and Let Die. Like you could imagine he's going on those adventures. And like Skyfall, because it's a really personal one, that would be like one that wouldn't be published. Yeah. You know, like you can
0: almost imagine those two are existing in the same universe. The weirdest Um, thing that you say that though, but Skyfall also to me seems like the most standalone in the Daniel Craig era. That is true. It, it is hilarious, weird for the Bond fans. I love it though. Okay. I think we got on long enough. Two hours, almost two and a half hours into almost here. Almost two and a half hours, uh, yeah. You're thank you so much for doing this. this of a course. Glass. Yeah, thank you. I need to have you on when was not James Bond sometime.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know I talk about Batman.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, we got the Batman coming up. Okay. Oh, yeah. You will be back for the Batman. I will be back for the Batman. All right. Uh, one more time, just plug your uh, your show because it's been two hours. People forgot what. Uh, what oh yeah! Did.
1: If you've stuck around this far, let me tell you about Hazards and Hijinks. You can find it at Fancy Hobo Improv on YouTube or Twitch. You can also find us at Hazards and Hijinks on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, we post. All the time, every day, we're posting content on there. You can also check us out on Patreon, support us on Patreon, help make us that much better. We have shows every Friday. We are a fantasy interactive tabletop role-playing improv comedy show doing all kinds of wacky stuff. So if you like Dungeons & Dragons, if you like Skyrim, if you like uh, Legend of Zelda or uh, Critical Role or any stuff like that, uh, we are definitely up your alley, so check us
0: out. I want to thank everyone for listening. I just remembered now, before we started recording, I said, I'm going to bring this up at the beginning of the show, but I didn't. Please rate my podcast on iTunes. Get everybody you know to subscribe. They're looking for a a funny podcast about movies. This is the one for them, hopefully. So please help me out. I have no reviews as I last checked on iTunes. It really helps people check out a podcast, because most people they don't see reviews are probably not going to listen. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to Unlicensed uh, Entertainment. Thank you heroes so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And remember when I when when you ugh, fuck, I never remember my slogan. <laughs> when you want entertainment news 2 weeks late, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment. Mm-hmm.